Welcome back, shippers. Welcome back, Salemites, and welcome back, dishers. We are Soap Dish Salem Style, and of course, it's time to dish. I have my lovely co-host, Ariette. Hi! Dylan St. James. Hey, everybody. And Tony. Hey, all How you doing? Now, before we start... Today's podcast, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. We are going to start this off with the homegoing celebration of Lord Spencer Horton, Lord Jesus. They killed my girl like she was some day player, y'all. Like she was getting $500 an episode, Lord. So I'm going to start this off. I hope everybody brought their Bibles. Because, you know, the text says in John 14, 1, 3, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's home. And if this were not so, would I have told you that they, I am going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. Now, as y'all silently read y'all obituary, Wikipedia link in bio. <clears throat> We're going to start off with the Salem Spectator special report. <clears throat> Lord, they done took Jennifer Mama. Mm. And she wasn't even sick, Lord. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I don't think I'm going to do it, y'all. Tony. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess I'm taking over this segment because Lord, they Mike, have Michael's, having, Michael's having a moment. But um, this week, which we'll discuss in our story recap, they took Laura from us. And next week, Jennifer will be leaving Salem. Katie McLean last airs as Jennifer Horton Devereaux on February 17th. They took her mama and she wasn't even sick, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Are you fine, Michael? No, he's absolutely he not fine. He's he's having a moment. But Lord, anyways, actually- I, okay, let me get on focus. I, I'm just sick, y'all. They murdered my girl. Gwen Westchick has blood on well, her hands. Well, Michael, this is a soap. She might be brought back at one time or another. <laughs> like, She'll be back next week. Exactly. Yeah. Nobody ever, first of all, nobody ever stays dead in Salem. Second Bill of all... Did. Unless well, you die in real life. True. Two of the three actors who played Bill have had that happen, or possibly more than that. Not sure. Anyway, let's save your grieving for the actual part of the story when we get there and focus on the fact that, unfortunately, we are losing what is possibly one of the best recasts in recent memory next week. And I am not amused. Yeah, decision on I have part. mixed opinions about Katie. Like over the last few weeks, I mean, I do think Katie has done a wonderful job, and she's done what she can to make the character her own. I don't know if she's fully Jennifer for me. Like, there's something missing with Katie's take on Jennifer and. I think, like, for me, it's the warmth of Jennifer usually exudes. And I think, like, 
Katie did the best she could. So, like, kudos to her. I, I, I enjoyed her, but also, like, I think, like, I preferred Missy's take on the character. Okay. Well, I, I feel like it's bad on Daisy's part, mainly because we finally have an actress that everyone, either if you didn't, I don't even think anyone didn't like her. Even the people who like are No, said, there were some people who, who, who hardcore didn't like her, but I think that's just because they hardcore stand missing. Exactly, but we're not even thinking about that. There's also the fans who didn't stand Missy, but like, I'm talking Didn't about the feel. general. I'm not even thinking about hardcore. I'm thinking right about now. general general fans, and a lot of fans weren't impressed. I mean, I think that they didn't mind Katie. They just Katie wasn't Jennifer. Yeah. Well, to me, so, she made Jennifer Rose Jennifer Rose again. She made <laughs> Jennifer seems watchable again for me. I, I mean, like I think Katie did a great job, but. Like, she isn't the Jennifer for me. Because I can tell you now, they get that chick for Lay Lady back, I'm fast forward. And don't nobody want to see her stale ass no more. Look, I will nobody. Oh, I mean, I'm, a, I'm just going to be honest. I I, I love Katie. I, think, I thought she did a fabulous job. And we'd be lucky to have her full time. Yes, but like I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna sit here and pretend that you know Missy, who's been in this role since the day before exactly. forever, doesn't have you know like a a very dedicated fan. You know, but she has a dedicated family. fan base. Yeah, I'm not taking that away from her. Fan base. I mean, so like so if you talk personalized, I prefer like like person. If you talk about them personally, I'm like. Katie fan, hundred percent. When we talk about their character, uh, the their takes on the character, I think I prefer Missy's take, like because she, like <laughs> this is her character. And I, I, I love both of them. Like if Missy comes back, I'm not going to be upset. I am able to separate what she did. From my love for Jennifer Rose, I wasn't Jennifer. sure if I was gonna. I wasn't sure if I was gonna be able to do that because it was, because it was hard for me in other instances to do that. But it, I was able to do it. So if we get Missy back, I'll be okay. If we get Katie back, I'll be okay. Well, I just don't want Jennifer Rose gone permanently. Well, yeah. here's my opinion on it. To me, even putting Missy's thing, like, personal life aside, I still don't even care for her playing Jennifer Rose anymore. Mainly because they've, her version of Jennifer Rose was snooty, boring, uppity, pretentious. But was that, was that the writing or was that the acting? It was the yeah. writing. Yeah. It was the writing and the acting. They wrote... Before Julie and Maggie started doing it, Jennifer was the first sanctimonious Horton that really appeared, like, circa 2010. I, To be honest, I did not feel the same warmth of Jennifer Rose, and I've said this to y'all, since the 90s, until Katie came back. Because even when she returned in, like, 2001... I wasn't feeling it because, again, she came off as very snooty, uppity, pretentious, and uptight. 
So, I mean, if Missy does come back, I hope somebody tells her to get that stick out of your ass before you get up on the stage. But other than that, I mean, I'm praying we get Katie back. <laughs> Personally. I also find it weird that Katie hasn't said anything. Yeah. Like, she, whenever, like, when the announcement happened, whenever she's been featured in Soap Opera Digest or there's been any sort of press surrounding her stint on days, she's always been very vocal. She's said not a word about this since the news came out, and I find that very odd. Maybe she will once uh, the character leaves. I I think it may be a situation where they gave Katie maybe like a six month, like five month, six month contract just in case they they can get Missy Reeves back. So now they're in negotiation. So I'm pretty sure Katie doesn't want to jump the gun and be like, well. I actually wonder if she had a 13 week contract because I think because she started in November. In November, and we're in... So, it, I think it was just a regular 13-week contract cycle that's coming to an end, honestly. I just... I just whatever they're doing, I just hope that Jennifer is back on the canvas soon. Because this is a really odd time to take her out of the way. Yeah, really and, and I don't get what... Um, what is Jack supposed to do by himself? Like, oh, sure. He, Defend the murderer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is gonna be fun! Like, I'm not taking my foot off his neck. I don't think. I don't think we've had Jen without Jack. We've never had that. Jack without Jen ever. Exactly. I, I'm just so, well, no, because they made Jack a very good as an individual, like before Jennifer. Because you know, I hope he's not gonna catch no offense, Tony. The Ben syndrome to where you know. <laughs> See era left and people's like, well, damn, what the hell is Ben doing? But now he's got story now, so we're gonna we're gonna take my foot off his neck because you know it's more pressing matters in today's universe. But you know, I just hope they don't basically do like they did with Ben and then have Jennifer go off, and then Jack is kind of like. But Jack Jack always had more story. Yeah. In 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 if you look at recent years in terms of the trajectory of story for that pairing, it's always centered around Jack. It yeah, is never once cent- was- it's not once centered around Jennifer. So it, it's it, regardless of if I if I agree with the comparison you're making or not, it's a false comparison because Jack has always been the central story focus in the last couple of years. And, and that's what I was saying. I was like, well, yeah, they have the very, uh, developed Jack as an individual character. But you never know with this regime, child. Yeah. Anyway. But even, even under this regime, though, they, they've mainly focused on Jack. Their main story was Jack's amnesia. And no, then, no, but I'm saying you never know with this regime. That, but I'm just saying this... This some regime days has done make that. It rain gold, some days it'll rain piss. So you never know. Don't bring your cups out there, child. But <laughs> as for the next topic of news, we now have an air date for Jack Airy. March 1st. Woo-hoo! I'm so excited. I am so excited. It cannot get here quick enough. I- I'm ready, but at the same time, I'm weary. Because you. It just seems like every time I get ready for some shit with this regime, they stub me in the toe. They kick me in the shin and then spin my face. 
So Ramon and Sal are so excited, mm-hmm. and I don't think they would be if this wasn't going to be something good. So despite I mean, the fact that you're bitter, and I get why you're bitter, I get it. Your faith just died, so you're pissed at the world. I understand that. I don't think it's not you have anything to that. worry about. It's not even just it's that. A, we'll get to it when we get to it's the It's a big recap. part of it, though. Yeah, um, we'll I mean, get to it when we get to the, the recap. I, 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 I mean, like, I'll say it if have... I'm <sighs> the only thing that makes me more optimistic than I would normally be is that it's Jack A. Harry. And I know she comes with a certain amount of, you know, cachet to her name. Mm-hmm. So you can't do her any kind of way. But this is a man, <laughs> I mean, it. I, I I don't really get excited when it comes to black female characters and this head writer. And I have reason to. Like, this is a man that had Tika Sumpner at his disposal for how long and don't did nothing? Talk about that. Oh my God. I'd be mad every time I think <laughs> you know, she didn't suddenly overnight develop leading lady potential when, you know, she landed in the presence of Tyler Perry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's People are hesitant with good reason. That's that's. I mean, it is what it is. No, I, I I get the hesitancy. What I'm saying is, I don't think that there is cause for concern because the actors seem very happy, and I don't think they would be vocalizing their excitement if they weren't actually happy with what they were doing. Does that make sense? I mean, also we have to think about actors. It's a job for them. They always have to, like, I'm not saying, like, this particular thing, because I think Sal and Lamone are excited. We haven't gotten any word about the storyline at all, but, like, always, like, actors are trying to, like, hype people up, and we don't know if it's going to be good or bad, but I think, I personally, I'm so excited. Uh, We have words that they will air back-to-back, they will be on front and center like I'm so excited I'm excited to see <laughs> did, you just have, did you just have my new leading lady flashbacks with uh, Bold and the Beautiful and no Harry? when I heard back to back uh, we'll get to it on the weekly recap because I got some things to say no but <laughs> anyway so we will have them like they will air like at least weekly um, but at least the thing is it's, it sounds like a shift is about to happen if you base it on Lamone's words about the investment for Iglani and their family. Um, if you if you read the preview, it's it's like I I get the hesitancy and like I'm cautiously optimistic about it, but I'm also really looking forward to it because it sounds promising. Exactly. Um, well, and l- let's look like forward to their it. words are basically we we're gonna air a lot. We're gonna air back to back, yeah, that and that <laughs> So that, that, I'm just, that's like, all I'm leaving at right now. <laughs> but anyway, like actors always like try to hype their stories regardless because it's their job. But also, I think they're genuinely excited for this. So. I'm just ready for it to start. Well, that's yeah. Speaking of starting, let's get to this weekly recap. 
um, a few announcements real fast. I know we promised a guest for this podcast, but due to technical and inclement weather, our guest could not be in the group chat with us. But she will be here at a later date this month. So I'm glad she's not here because she's gonna see me. Cu- she I'd hate to have to see her see me cut Uh huh. You know you can't be acting <laughs> fool around company around here. Um, another announcement is don't forget about that drinking game, y'all. The word will be in the podcast info. Okay, let's get it popping, y'all. First off, Gabby takes her services elsewhere to Tamara's main competitor. Hell, Tamara's only competitor. But um, how did y'all feel about Gabby running up on Xander saying, take my company? Those scenes were interesting. There was chemistry there. I mean, yes. not that it's... I, th- there was chemistry there, but they're also about to be removing Xander from the Titan orbit. So I didn't get too excited. I'm more excited to see her interact with Philip in the coming week, but I did enjoy the scenes when they were airing. Yeah, I, I would like yeah. to say that when they like when she walked in and he was like Gabriella Hernandez, as I live and breathe, she was like it's Gabriella Damara, and I'm just like they need to go ahead to say sub my cockiness, live my persuasion. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was like, now see if they gave Xander and Sarah some actually good lines and dialogue. Even while they're doing absolutely nothing, they will still have that heat and chemistry that Xander and Gabby had in that one scene. Yeah, but you know what? Sarah is not a Gabby archetype of a character. Like, I mean, I'm sure Lindsay could pull off the vixen if they wanted her to. Well, no, (laughs) that. God, that hair is such a such a choice. Who's gonna find Peter Pan seductive? I'm sorry. Okay, I'm trying here. Good God. Okay, but they're two different kinds of characters. So even if they Gabby gave... and Sarah are not similar whatsoever. So, so no. I I don't think making the comparison again is a fair comparison. Well, I'm because not I think the, because I think the, the reason why I think the reason why the chemistry worked and why the scene worked is because Xander and Gabby are kind of similar characters. The problem is Xander and Sarah are completely different and it doesn't really work well or they but, don't haven't really figured out how to make it work well. But here's I my think, thing. They used to write Sarah's funky and now yeah, but she's not a big I, what are they writing her as now? What I'm saying is give Cartoon these, on crack? Yeah, yeah. Give these actors something to work with so we can feel the Zara magic again. Cause right now they're like <sighs> Yeah, I'm making like, I, I Maggie. Like gotten, I have I not felt the Zara magic in a year. For the, you know what I mean? It's like I feel like they've gotten away from what it was that had us like, oh, I want to see these two together. Mickey and Aunt Maggie. And so the thing is about Z- Xander and Sarah. I don't think they have the magic that that they like once in a scene had for me it was just like for me that um whenever they uh, when they hooked up back in like 2019 that was yeah. such a good like moment for them but it shifted like real quickly after that and i don't think they have managed to get it back that magic yeah. back 
like and I said last I week, don't the see, times I don't have ruined the chemistry um, for them. So I, I, I just don't know what what they could do to fix them. It's maddening considering that I. I think maybe, like I see you, maybe um, if they make Sarah Missy instead of yes. like Goody Two Shoes, and then and. She has it in she has it in her character history to be messy. Michael exactly. and I were talking about this early, I think either earlier this week or last week. But teenage Sarah was messy as fuck. What she did when she found out about Maggie and Neil's affair oh, and how she handled that, like I was expecting hell on wheels as an adult Sarah because I, I don't know if I ever told you this but when she found out about the affair she did not know that Neil was her biological father at the time so she lured him to a hotel room drugged him he passed out in bed she got in bed next to him took pictures of oh in bed with him sent them to the paper and tried to claim that they were having an affair which Maggie knew wasn't true because Neil was her father and that's how she found out that Neil was her father Oh my god! Yeah, and then, it, was a, it was a mess. It was and a then mess. not not too long after that, she leaves to go to Nashville with Melissa. But oh she god. and Maggie, but she and Maggie are not on good terms. So what she did really she do? didn't leave. She more, most like it was kind of like she ran away. Right, but they were not on good terms when she <laughs> at left all. at all. To the point that she wrote her father a letter revealing the affair after she left town. Oh my god! To yeah, the point she was that like, she almost twenty years. <laughs> And listen, there's some untapped messiness they can like get into. If they make Sarah Missy and like Xander, if they stop making him such a good guy, then fine, we'll be talking. Like there's something there. But when you make them the comic relief that they really aren't, eh, that's where you lose me. Well, speaking of Xander, Philip and Victor have a heart to heart. Which leads to Xander quitting Titan. I wish Xander was getting fired from Titan. Same. I don't blame like, him for quitting though. No, I don't I don't blame him for quitting either, but they're trying to make Xander into this hero that he's just not. I didn't even yeah. see it like that. I just saw the way I looked at it is Xander basically was like, I was your lover and your damn secretary, and I can't catch a break from you at all. But your son who you barely spoken to off and on for twenty years. Zooms on in here and he gets everything. I would be the hell off too. That's when it's the MO though. Like look, it's like I mean, Victor literally stole his grandson's child for Philip. Exactly. (laughs) Philip is the child he always wanted. Philip is the golden boy he always wanted. I mean it's in the pesos, but I'm saying it's like and Philip actually owns Philip actually owned what he did. And try to atone for it by resigning. Philip takes culpability in what he did. Xander has not. Xander has not owned up to the fact that had he not done what he did in dissolving that shell company, then the mob wouldn't have come for Philip and gotten Brady by mistake when they did. He has yet to own that. He just keeps trying to pawn the entire blame off on Philip. And while, yes, the entire mob being after them in the first place is on Philip, the fact is, if Xander didn't do what he did, then this wouldn't have even be happening right at this moment. Now keep this same energy when I get to Jack. 
look, I have some choice words to say for my favorite as well. Don't worry. But I am, I am going to, you know, I'm going to keep the energy, but it might not be in the same direction. But here's the thing. I get why Xander was mad. But then again, this, like, this, that whole confrontation took away from me because, again, I don't give a fuck about Titan anymore. I don't um, give a fuck about Xander, Xander comes across as, like, uh, a, a child that has a temper tra- tantrum. Like, yeah. He's, I don't know why he's mad. <laughs> like, on paper, it makes sense. He does all this stuff for Victor, and he never gets the respect he thinks he deserves. The problem is, at least for me, I'm disconnected from it because Xander doesn't own any of the crap that he does. He doesn't exactly. take responsibility for it. He never apologizes for it. And it makes it hard to root for him. I'm sorry. Uh- I can't, I can't root, like... This man shot Marlena, doesn't even own up to the fact that he did it or apologize for it. He switched those babies, which put Maggie on a path to attempting suicide, which he has taken responsibility for, but only because it, he that was the only way he was going to get Sarah back. He does things and doesn't actually seem sorry for them. So then when he tries to play the put-upon victim, it just doesn't land. It's, it's okay if the character is unap- unapologetic, like, fine. Then he doesn't need to apologize if he's messy and unapologetic and like if that's the character, then fine. I don't need him to apologize to people, but they're supposed to. He's supposed to be good. That's what they're telling me, and he doesn't apologize to people he's like hurt or like shot or whatever. Like that's I don't know. It's just like it doesn't work like that. It really doesn't. I mean, to be good, he needs to own up to his like mess, mess, like mistakes. It's not even <laughs> that for me. It's more of again, I don't care about Titan or the. You know, it's bad when I care more about the smaller companies like Basic Black and Gabby Sheet before I care about the company overall. Again, I'm gonna say it again. Stop giving us these big company storylines and you don't have the budget for it. This isn't Y&R. Exactly. It it really bothers me because we've been saying this for what, 10 years now that the big budget storylines they start off good and they fall flat because don't nobody want to see you doing business in the living room 24-7. Go to the office. Show us some charts. Damn it. Forrester Creations give us some kind of sexy... Now, I know we don't have B&B budget, but Forrester Creations gives us some kind of sexy fashion show, something showcasing that they're actually doing some kind of business. Now, note, those cheap fashions are terrible, but at least it's something. It, it, just, it just bothers me because it's like... It's cheap alternatives to give us a show, but it seems like you're using it on the wrong fucking things. The problem is, like, you're not... I wish that they had focused more on the family dynamics rather than fighting about Titan. Like, listen, if Philip had been working with Grady instead of Ava, it would have worked so much better. If Brady was trying to get revenge on Xander and Victor for what they did in the baby switch, if that was where this was was going, would have been perfect. It's like... 
the the things that worked about the story are the things that had nothing to do with the business. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's, it's like exactly. so. Why even bring? Why even bring yeah, the business so, into it? So it's like the the things that landed are things I wish that they could have incorporated in another way. You see, because it's like, I mean, Titan is just. It's one of those things that it's always just kind of there and it's never really relevant to anything. It's it's yeah. not like I don't know. It's like it's, a buzz it's not in like the back room. in the day, you know what I mean? When it's they like actually the went to the boardroom, they yeah. actually had products that we saw. We saw them working on Bella magazine. We saw them having campaigns across the city. We're not seeing that now. So it's like, okay. What are y'all doing? It seems like y'all go to work, argue, have sex, and, and then they come back. And they did resurrect Bella and did nothing with it. Nothing with Because, like, doing the face the, doing the face of Bella contest, I mean, I hated the story. I was kind of invested in that because I was like, this is the first time Titan actually has done something in 10 fucking years. Yeah, I liked the idea of it when it launched, and then I hated what it turned into. <laughs> and then they did nothing with it. Bella Magazine really launched so many storylines. Wasn't it the Bella Magazine launch party where they announced Carrie is the face of the 90s contest? That's where the conference room happened. Yep. Yeah, the conference room happened. Carrie face was scarred that night happened. It actually, that kind of heated up the rivalry between Sammy and Carrie. So much well, stuff well, it, well, that much rivalry, later, that rivalry didn't really pop off until after the rape happened. Yeah, it, it was much later. Don't get me wrong, but Titan had a lot to do with that because Carrie and Austin were working so closely in Titan, and Sammy was jealous of it. So she tried her damnedest to get a job at Titan so she can be close to Austin. Well, yeah, but that was after she vowed to ruin Carrie's life. Yeah, after what happened with Alan, because when Alan. But no, I'm saying that's when Carrie kind of started to catch on what Sammy was doing. So it really became like that he, Titan, it didn't play a big part, but it played a part in it, the rivalry. It was sort of it was sort of the host. Exactly. Yeah, a lot of a lot of shenanigans went down there. I'll never forget when uh Lucas locked Sammy and Franco in that supply closet. Or Franco. Now we don't have, like, it's not, no, nothing. Demera Enterprises is the same way. First off, Demera Enterprises should not have been as big as it's on now. It no. wasn't supposed to be this way. Demera Enterprises started off as Stefano Demera's criminal empire. Exactly. Yeah. Small businesses as an undercover. That's it. That's all. It should not have been this major conglomerate as Titan is. It is stupid. And then, you have potential. You could have brought on Mr. Shan Jr. to sleep his way through Salem. But no, you only listen. He could, he could have slept his way through both sides of Salem because he could have been he could have been perfectly bisexual. Well right? Exactly. But no, they they're not using it. They're not using. You have the ingredients, but you won't season the chicken. I don't understand. Anyways, let's just change the subject because I'm getting mad all over again. <laughs> Speaking of Victor, 
his old henchman Steve decided to plan a surprise wedding for Kayla. Now, before we get into this subject, I decided to do a little poll on our official Twitter account to ask you guys, who do you think had the worst wedding in the last year? And out of 126 votes, 80% of y'all said Eric Cole over Stayla. And we should point out that the only reason we picked these two couples out of the all of the couples that have had weddings within the last year is because these weddings were in the same venue. They were both hosted at the Brady Pub. Now, okay, I'm going to say my opinion, then I'm going to duck and let y'all just take over and try to save it, like save the show. But I respect everyone who said Eric Cole. As a hardcore Eric Cole stand, I can admit that that wedding was fucking terrible. But at least it had remnants of a wedding. I was sitting there watching Sailor get married. And for 20 minutes, I forgot they were getting married. It looked like they was at an after-prom date at the Olive Garden. It was yeah, terrible. no, it was it was terrible. I'm gonna jump on. I'm just. Um, you don't have to duck and cover. I'm gonna jump on the bandwagon and protect you here and co-sign everything you just said because honestly, it was awful. I felt nothing, and mainly because a it came out of nowhere, which would be fine under normal circumstances. Except for the fact they spent the last five months arguing over Trip and Allie and were acting like none of that ever happened. We didn't get any. We didn't get any resolution. Up, we no got conversation. It was just like, okay, your son's not a rapist. The end. It was stupid. And it doesn't change the fact that Steve was absolute, utter, gutter trash. These last five months, the, despite the fact that he wound up being right, doesn't change the fact that. The way he handled the situation, the way he dismissed his wife, the way he spoke for her at every turn was absolutely abhorrent. And it disconnected me from any emotion I had towards this couple. And the thing is, I can overlook all of that. If it was some remnants of a wedding, there was barely anyone there. All they had was, what, Trip and Sarah? Yeah, which a, a, a wedding mate. Um, I mean, she wasn't wearing a, a wedding dress. Was she was wearing a, she was wearing a red dress, which was a nice touch to their history with the lady in red. I'll give them that. And Here's the yellow the thing, roses though. were a nice touch, but Stayla has had no. But yeah, listen, the thing is, though, like Stayla has had like. They've had that know, moment. They've had more they've than had multiple weddings. They've had their yeah. big wedding on the boat. But that's this no was, excuse. I'm sorry. Then listen, you can have listen, a small wedding Eric and make Cole, it taste This was their first wedding. For this Eric, is their only first wedding. Their only wedding. Where's Eric? No. This was Eric's first only... wedding, and he got married at a pub. So, yes. And they weren't I mean, even yeah. had the first wedding. They were not even the main event at But their at least it was a remnant of a wedding. But at least it isn't enough. It was a this wedding was about this, everyone but them. This, that this wedding was about everyone and everyone. I, I, I get what y'all are saying. This I get what y'all are saying. This wedding. No. No. I, I, I'm still bitter how they treated them. They oh, should have so gotten up the venue. But my thing now, is, at least it looked like a wedding. At least it felt somewhat like a wedding. It was they didn't didn't get any pictures they okay, didn't get this okay let me finish Ariette my I'm point is repeated like ugh. 
Okay. I hate, uh, I hate how they did them. Sorry. I'm but, still okay. mad about and so it. So am I, and I'm a hardcore Eric Cole fan. But I'm what I'm a hardcore fan. We all hate how that wedding was done. I mean, I love, this, I love Eric Cole. I'm not a hardcore invested, but I'm still hated how they treated them. After like 20 years, like two decades, and this is how they do them. Okay, fine. Okay, you got there was, There was still okay. more emotional resonance in that wedding for me than that there was in Stephen Kayla's. Because we had more like heartfelt. Was on the day at the Ruby Tuesday, it was just yeah. I mean, because we had more heartfelt vows from Eric and Nicole. We got meaningful true. flashbacks with Eric and Nicole. We actually had the whole ceremony, like the whole walking down the aisle. There were actual people at that wedding. So if you take the dis- the completely valid arguments of disrespect aside, if you just but compare no, actual like weddings to weddings, have had multiple weddings. We've had all of the we've like, had all of that and more. We on location shoot. Exactly. Y'all gonna stop. No, it's not comparable because stop. Taylor it's not comparable. The- Eric and Nicole got that little dusty oh pub. Oh my god. And Sam- and Hurricane Sammy coming through, stealing all of the okay, focus. Okay, we get that. That's not the point that I'm saying. But the, the point no, is, at least it had reminiscence of a wedding. Say- you said, said but this and is- their wedding as a whole was trash. It was hot garbage. Okay, and it was. And I'm not saying it wasn't. But my and thing I'm saying is, that you don't okay, wait to can I get my thought out? Garbage, and then tell me that getting their third time around. There's no Can I get my thought out? Can I get my thought out? Okay. My thing is, I get everything you're saying. I promise you, I do. But what I'm saying is. You can have a small wedding. I don't give a damn how many weddings you fucking had before. But give me a small taste of wedding that actually made me feel something. I shouldn't feel like you having a day at the cheesecake factory and you're having a whole wedding. You maybe can have a you small wedding something. and make it tasteful. That's if maybe you would have maybe you would have felt something if they actually built up to the wedding and it wasn't random. The thing is with Stella's wedding even still if even if it was a random but it was a wedding. random wedding. No, hey, even, Stephen Kayla came out of nowhere. Can I finish? Thank you. <laughs> even if it popped up today like it did, I should still feel something, some remnants of a wedding feel like, oh that was nice. That was sweet. I did not feel any of that. It was a restaurant date to me. That's all I saw it as. <laughs> I mean, I At didn't feel like any... we had some type of feeling something. But how much of that was because of the wedding and how much of that was because of everything that happened before and everything that went into them having that moment and all of the time that we spent. At least the vows gave me something. The wedding was trash. I was pissed the whole time. But the vows gave me a little something, a little bit like, okay, that was nice. That was sweet. It kind of touched me. I was watching Steve McCallum saying, I was like, what the hell is he mumbling about? I still can say that I, like, the few moments, fine, like, they touch me. I I love Eric Cole. Like, they're one of my, like, favorite couples. I'm not hardcore invested, but I do enjoy them. And see, exactly. You felt something, Hold on. Did you feel uh, something? So the thing, I felt something, but the disrespect still like bothered me. No, I'm saying for the Stella wedding, did you feel anything for this one? Can I say something? (laughs) Like, 
I will not be over. First off, the way they did their wedding and the way Eric is written right now. What the hell are they doing? They're We're not they talking keep about that right now. No, but they keep doing this to this pairing. Okay, but we're not talking about that right now. I'm, I, but it no, all ties in. That's the, that's it ties why. in. Exactly. No, no that's but why I'm why saying the question so, is. Like, your, the question your is like, whose wedding was worse. And these are all the reasons why people feel like this wedding was worse. But the thing is, you didn't ask, ask my question, answer my question. I okay. answered your question. You don't like the answer. No, I here I know you did it, actually. <laughs> But you don't like the answer. No, the answer can I get my I question out? That's the thing. Why? We're Everybody not letting anyone knows. get the question out. My okay, what is your Okay. You <laughs> We're heated about this topic. <laughs> you said you felt something for Erica's last wedding. You felt it may have been small, but you felt a little something. Did you feel anything with this last Taylor wedding? Honestly, I was so distracted by something else in the episode that it really took me out. Exactly. Except for Eloni. Okay. But I still felt like it didn't bother me that it wasn't big because it's not of their even about being big. No, it's yeah, no, it's not about being big at all. It's just about feeling anything no, in general. And the wedding is, was that is how I felt. Like it didn't bother me if it wasn't big or not because a I don't but ship we're not them. Talking about size. But, you're not letting me answer the question. <laughs> because you're, you're going off topic. What I'm saying is, I'm we're not, not going talking off about topic. Signs. I'm talking about. We're talking about. I feeling. didn't feel didn't feel anything. She told you, yes, you to, don't like that answer. <laughs> did you? I'm getting to that Stella wedding. Because you said you felt something for the Eric Cole wedding, but did you feel anything for the Stella wedding? I'm getting to that point, okay, but you're not letting me. So here's the thing. I don't think I can feel anything if I'm not a hardcore invested fan. I think they look nice, but something was off. And that was for me the random uh, the randomness of it all. Had it been built up before and had Steve not been an asshole for five, six months, I don't know how long, fine. I would I would have like been more into it, but Stela is not my ship. And in comparison to Erico, yes, this was emotionally it wasn't better. But when you think about the history, then yeah, Erico's wedding was the worst one because they did them so wrong. Stela has had many weddings, so this one not being as big and eventful and emotional doesn't really matter because they have 30 years no maybe 15 years on screen if you ask the actors they say 35 but that's yeah but child, been gone for 15 years. Keep i was gonna say that's corner. some creative math going on but yeah. i don't know i don't know at least a decade or two i don't know but anyway the point is they have something to pull from for them when it comes to their weddings like <laughs> That, uh, that's not the case for Cole. And that's why, to me, they're the worst one. Even if they're a ship I adore more so than Stela. So that's my final answer. And this topic just... <sighs> Let's just change the subject, because at this point, this shit just... Mm. 
exploded and apparently we're getting heated tonight. Who knows? Uh, I, I that's told God, I didn't want to do this podcast because everything in this week was bull and I'm just over it. Anyway. So are we getting to the main course of bullshit yet or no? No, nah, we're gonna save that for last. Um oh, Lord. Jesus wept. Um Kristen Summons Susan the States be a meanwhile Broy grow closer in the hospital. Brady and Chloe were so cute. Weren't yeah. they? They were adorable. I'm like, I'm all aboard this. And I was hoping that Kristen would ask Susan to be her eyes and ears. I was hoping that she would be smarter than this. I don't know. Can we talk about this real fast? I don't feel nothing about Brady and Chloe. Like, I don't see it. But I will say this. There was one... (laughs) Brady is a funny character. I don't know if you guys think about that, but he's hilarious. It's, oh, that's uh, totally Eric. Oh, right. But there was one scene like Chloe. I I actually like that moment. Chloe said like you you make a terrible patient, and Brady was like, yeah, maybe Sarah can let me out of the hospital or something like that. The, the delivery and the laugh. <laughs> yeah, it's the, every the, everything was so cute. Like I'm, I just like that particular moment. I, I I don't care for them, but I can like appreciate moments of pairings or characters that I don't like. I mean, I like them as characters though. But yeah, I appreciated that moment because that was funny. I think that was all Eric. <laughs> oh, totally. But okay. I do think that Kristen, the the Kristen Susan thing. Is weird to me because, like I said, I was expecting Kristen to ask Susan to be her spy because, and I, I think I said this last week, or I might have said this on Twitter. It doesn't make sense for me for Kristen to switch places with Susan and break out of jail Thank because you. nobody's because nobody is going to buy that Susan is all of a sudden all over Brady, even Brady, who is not the sharpest tool in the shed. God love him, I do, but, but my God, he's an idiot. He's gonna but, know that that's Kristen. But my but thing didn't is, do, uh, didn't Kristen pull this a few years ago? And, and he did. And that's all just, the more exactly. And that's all the more reason why he's gonna know because he has already fallen victim to it once before. What irritates <laughs> me with this story is for someone who wants to get out to her Brady and her baby so badly. You keep on adding years to your sentence by all these breakouts and taking people hostage. But that's Kristen. But She's that's Kristen. So I don't. I don't mind. I don't that. mind that. I, I mean, yeah, it's Thanks. Kristen, but it's also stupid. But it, Kristen, Kristen is not a logical thinker. The so. Kristen we love is not a logical person. This is the same woman who, when she lost a baby, thought it was a good idea to agree with her father about getting doppelganger Susan. To fake being, to carry the baby for, you know, to, she would take her baby and then she would fake being pregnant. She doesn't do logical thinking. This is finally who Kristen actually is. Yeah, the problem with Kristen is she's her own worst enemy. Exactly. And it's funny to me, and I'm just like, I'm not trying to pass the buck. I'm not. I, I, I love him. I adore Brady. But my dude, what are you thinking? He knows that he's not, but he never thinks. He's I mean he's 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 a a, that's true. Like he is in a relationship 
He knows and that Chloe is like a hot button for Kristen. He's, he so, he's a lovable is, idiot. He's never been the smart one. But like you can't you can't ask for this though. You can't really hold hold this against Kristen because yeah, Kristen is Kristen. I'm not gonna like ignore that all at all. But the way Brady is acting <laughs> He's oh, he's wrong about this. Oh like, yeah, Brady is so much trouble. And yeah, just, Brady is absolutely <laughs> playing on her insecurities, whether he means exactly. to be or not. Um, I personally love Broy, so I'm not mad at it. I'm just not mad at it either because I don't like Briston. But like, I look at it like this: whatever comes their way, he brought it on himself for laying down <laughs> with her because again, you knew what you were signing up for. The first time you ever slept with Kristen. Yeah, and so the fact yeah, that he keeps trying to change her is ridiculous because he knew he knew who she was and laid down with her anyway. Exactly. My issue, is, my issue with Kristen is that she's not a long term type of character. She's more fit to be a villain that stays for like a storyline, like yeah. a few months, and then mm-hmm. she leaves. That's not true because if it was Eileen Davis, we want her for years. No, I don't care no. if it's Eileen or if it's. Uh, I think the thing with Kristen is that they they need to. Kristen needs to, to make be her viable like, long term. She needs to be a little toned down. The problem is they put her to. It's like they put on Xanax. Exactly. <laughs> they kind of they need to mix it without if, like completely taking away everything that makes. Because what you said, it made sense because I feel the same way, but that's only with, what's her name? Shoot. Eileen Davidson? No. The other one. Susan. Stacy. No. Stacy. Yes. Stacy. Yes, with Stacy, I feel like she's better in short increments because one is either like she's zero to 100. Either she's too crazy to where she needs to tone it down, or she's literally on some kind of mood stabilizer because she's not doing anything at all. Whereas Eileen, she kind of made that perfect balance to where it was easy for her to stay long-term and watch. I hope that made sense. (laughs) No, it does. I don't necessarily agree, but it makes sense. Yeah, like, I mean, if we compare the two, like, to me... Kristen can be turned into a, a viable long-term character. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Susan, Susan is a, Susan is a character that is best in small doses. Yes, a hundred percent. Are you saying Kristen as a whole or Susan in small doses? I'm sorry, I'm kind of confused. Now. Kristen as a whole can be, if written correctly, and Dylan, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this. They need to make Kristen gray, not too black, you know, not too good, not too bad they kind of need to mix the two make her gray and she can be viable that way susan is just crazy zany susan we need little bits of her every few months and we're good oh i was thinking we were talking about the character of Kristen as a whole because like to me i I mean i know people kind of have forgotten now because he's been you you know the the sarcastic you know refined aristocratic older gentleman in his mansion occasionally pulling some shenanigans but I think people have forgotten how down and dirty and vicious Victor used to be back in the day 
I haven't. I'll never forget that. Thank you very much. And it's like, if we can keep Victor around for decades with the dirt that he's done and have Caroline quaking in her <laughs> shoes for more ways than one. Listen, he no. said he he let <laughs> Kayla sit in jail for Maria Marina Toscano's murder, right. knowing it was Isabella who did it. Let Caroline come crying to him saying, save my daughter, save my daughter. I'll do anything you want. Just save my daughter. Knowing she was innocent, still didn't help her, still sent her ass to jail. He was willing to kill his own son over Carly. Right. Like Kidnapping, <laughs> kidnapping Claire for Philip. Right. He's been whore. And it, when they found way, they found a way to keep him viable and keep him on the canvas for decades. So it, it can be done. Right. It can uh, be done. It doesn't seem like the writers know how to keep villains as villains. So I'm like, now when I spoke on this, just before, write them off and write them back in whenever you need them because this is not working. I'm over how how they redeem every single villain, yeah, including Ben. I'm just like. <laughs> You know, we spoke Just on that. Write him off. We spoke on or that. Or kill on him. Okay. Huh? We spoke. We on are not that. writing off or killing Ben. Thank you very much. No, let's but not. Let's not. We're not even gonna go there. We spoke <laughs> on this. I wish, but anyways, we spoke on this on the last podcast about Days' lack of villains. But now we're talking about we have to keep certain villains short term. Do you think? This is a case of everybody just misses Stefano, so at this point, nobody knows how to be pleased anymore. No, because I mean, okay. for me, it's yeah. because they, they're not capable of writing villains, so they should keep them short term, like Orpheus. That works great for me, he pops in and out. Um, but I, I get and what he's you're still saying. a villain every, sing, every single time. But when you keep a villain, I don't know. This regime has a fetish for redeeming villains, Tell and I'm just fed up. I'm just fed up. If you're gonna bring on a villain to redeem them, don't do it. Period. Don't bring them on. Like Thank for you. me, I feel like Charlie would have been an amazing long-term villain. I hate the son of a bitch, but he would have been amazing for story. I just hate the bitch uh, killing him off. Well, okay. See, no, I, they, Charlie has to be killed off. Yes, we need long-term villains. I'm sorry. In 2021, rapists... They gotta die. They gotta die. It, it, it's, it's just the truth. And we're pissed enough that they retconned this story to begin with and made Charlie the rapist to begin with. If they're going to do it and then have him walking free, it's basically spitting in our faces the entire time. So, no, he, I, as much as I love Mike Manning and God knows I love him, Charlie's got to die. I, I just feel like that would have been I'm, I'm getting what you're saying. But at the same time, it's like that would have been a perfect gateway for another crime family to be. If and they Salem. didn't make him Ali's rapist and just made him a Vitaly and Ava's son and made him evil without having him be the one to rape Ali, absolutely. Yeah. Having him rape Ali means he's got to die. Uh, you know, I just don't give a fuck about this show anymore. <laughs> 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 oh. 
And I hate that I feel that way. It may be different next week. but I think the problem is that, like, the way that they tend to write their villains on days is that they write them into a corner to where they don't... It is no coming back from it. Yeah, they don't leave them with a path to viability. And so then they're left with trying to cobble some sort of a redemption arc for and these then it characters. it turns out terrible because it's not supposed to be redeemable. Exactly. It's like you write them into a corner of they have no choice but to die or go to jail. Stefano, he was a son of a bitch, but people rooted for him not to go to jail because you knew he wasn't going to go to jail and he was going to raise some more hell. That rhyme, but still. It's like, <laughs> come on now. What are y'all doing? Because now at this point, there it seems like they're trying to redeem Ava into this. See, I don't think they're trying to redeem with, Ava. Ava with the moral just, gray area. Is what they I'm said saying. they want. Didn't they say they want to redeem her? Or people make. I people think they wanted her? us to root for her, but I think. Ken thinks that having her son torture her is going to do that. So they're going to have us feeling sorry for her without actually changing who she is. Does that make sense? I think that that's what they're trying to do. But if they were trying to do that, then maybe they shouldn't have had scenes of her being completely verbally and emotionally and mentally abusive to her child. Yeah. That did not endear me to her. Because it's kind of like, well... I mean, it's like, yeah, trash. But listen, but if that's what they're trying I to do... Now why he's trash. If that's <laughs> what he's trying to do, and it's not working, and we still get to keep Ava as the scheming Ava that she is, I'm fine with it. Oh, I see yeah, trying like, to make like, her this character with a moral gray area. She tries to do right, but she does wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's how yeah. I see them going, but they don't have a full-fledged villain anymore. No, they don't, but I also don't know me I, I I don't know if it's the audience that misses Stefano or if it's just the show itself that misses Stefano and just doesn't know how to well, create well, a on the topic. Let's go ahead and talk about how Charlie visited Ava in the hospital, scared the living hell out of her, and then Nicole begs Rafe to take Ava in. And also, they've announced that Charlie, the charges against Charlie for Allie's rape in London have been completely dropped. They are laying the groundwork for him to end up completely dead, and I am here for it. It's going to be interesting to see like how, how they try to sell us on anyone getting punished for Charlie's death. At this point, I want to throw whoever it is a parade. Because exactly. He's, because he's also, he's also fully embracing his villainy now. Like, the glasses are completely gone. <laughs> but, but you know what really took away from that, you know, Nicole finding out that the charges were dropped? The fact that her husband was not there. And she had to fall into Rafe's arms about it. It just really... It, that it, scene <laughs> didn't bother me. It, I wouldn't say it bothered me, but it took away from the moment for I'll, me I'll, personally. I do want to give them points for this because uh, this has been a very sort of negative-ish podcast so far. But I will give them points for this. That was an excellent use of Nicole's history yes, in that one line that. she said. When she said, I've heard, I've heard enough about boys will be boys in my entire lifetime. 
I Which, will say that that was a really great line. Like it tore a piece oh, of history and brought it to my face. I will say uh, that. But also, just, I just I just realized what else it was referencing too. Which was also equally brilliant. Go on. Uh, what was she involved in? Not Nicole. The actress, Ari. Remember? Oh. Oh. Mm. oh. <laughs> wow. Okay, now that was a dig. That was That's a good one. <laughs> I had to think on that. We're going to give you that one, Ronald. We're going to give you that one today, Ronald. You ain't gonna like me later on in this episode. But anyways, I, I just feel like, my God, why isn't Eric here? But like, why? It, it seems like why? He's on, they're on a mission to character assassinate husbands in these past few months. Because at this point, it's fuck Steve. At this point, I'm over Jack, and as much as I love Eric Cole, I'm pissed at Eric because at this point you've left not only your wife, your daughter. Eric is Roman Jr. at this point. Exactly. Not only your wife, you left your daughter, you left your niece after your sister asked you to sit here and watch over her. So you've disappointed literally your whole family trying to be white savior. And that's what really pisses me off. It'll be different if he was doing some nonsense. But how can I feel bad for him when he's trying to play white savior? You know what I mean? Yeah. It leaves a great area. It's like you want to be pissed at him, but it's like, well, he's doing good. Yeah. Bring the man home, bro. And hopefully they will. Ron, I know you have Mark Larson on your speed now. He ain't doing nothing right now. I checked. He just—I mean, he was just killed off a of GH. He's looking right. For I know we ain't got coins like GH, but give him some. Listen, I don't think. I, listen, in in COVID times, I'm pretty sure people will work just to work. Yeah. But anyways, it. How do y'all feel about them trying to push Ava and Rafe together? I'm liking that aspect. I, I don't mind it, actually. I don't mind it. Fits it. with Rafe's MO. Rafe it is, does, and Rafe he actually has chemistry with Tamara. Yes, he does. So, I, I'm looking forward to that. But, shall Tony, get ready. Here comes your part. All right. Okay, let me let me just say this because I know y'all are gonna tear the, the Romeo and Juliet stuff to shreds, and that's fine. You can do it. I just want to say I did not give two craps about the words coming out of their mouth. Shakespeare has never been my thing. I just loved seeing them together and happy. I got I, I got a dance, which is something I've always wanted to see them have. I got a love scene, which we haven't had in forever, and we just got to see them. Young and happy. I don't care that it was a dream. I don't care that it was cheesy as fuck. I was happy. I got premium video content. I'm good. <laughs> okay. Well, now we. I'll add that... my opinion at the last. Now that, After... had, now that we've had that little sunshiny moment, because this po- this podcast has been pretty fucking dark, hasn't it, ladies? But... Right. <laughs> I mean, the show has been. Kind the show of... bored me last oh. week, except for like Ilani. Maybe. The ch- okay, we'll get to that later, the child, because you might 
I have some negative opinions about that as well. But let's get to let's stick to the topic. Okay. You guys go ahead first. See, Era and Dan fantasize about being Romeo and Juliet. Eventually, they die, and Ben wakes up and shares a psychic connection with about Sierra with Claire. Okay, first off, I was the last one to watch these scenes because you know I'm the type of person like, look, I'm just gonna watch it all on Friday so my mind can be fresh for Saturday's podcast recording. I'm testing you guys as I'm watching it. As soon as it starts, and that fucking loud ass music started playing. The music, said, yeah, the, the music was a bit much. I said, oh, no, 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 I was pissed. I said, Oh, God, oh my God, why didn't y'all warn me? And I was like, Well, I was like, This is fucking well, terrible. <laughs> okay, first of all, why did we need to warn you? You already expected it to, you already expected the worst. So, now, Tony, really Tony, w- Tony, did I not promise you I'm gonna try my best? To give it the benefit. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm not. I'm not saying that as a slammer or a dig, whatever. I'm just saying you already expected it to be bad. So what would be the point of warning you? That's like that's like expecting rain and then it rains. Well, you didn't need to be warned. It was raining. You already knew it was coming. Okay, but let me disclaim this. This isn't even about sin. I wouldn't have liked it if Eric Cole did it. I wouldn't have liked it if Jarlana did it. I wouldn't have liked it. Hell, if they brought Laura and Jack on there to do them, do it. I wouldn't have liked it. I'll it say all- this. If Ben and Sierra weren't the ones doing it, I probably wouldn't have liked it as much as I did. I will say that. Because, again, let me say this. And I know I say this every podcast. We ain't got no money. We ain't got no money. We ain't got no coin. Ain't no greenbacks in the vault. It's nothing there. Stop doing trying to do these big budget productions, and then we don't have the money for it, and it comes out looking cheesy. If you would have did it sometime in the 80s or the 90s, maybe this would have came oh, out better this, this than what gave this me, was. This did, did give me 90s feels in one moment. Yeah. In the, in the yep. bed scene. The bed scene. Did you get Mike Carey flying carpet vibes? Yes. Because I no. did. And let me tell you why I did it. Because did y'all hear that loud ass bird that came in? You know, this scene? <laughs> oh, that's what you meant with what, are the, what the fuck are these birds? <laughs> what the hell is I thought you meant the words coming out of their mouth. No. Because <laughs> they were talking about different birds. <laughs> no. I no, I was talking about the loudest. Tweaker, tweaker. I heard, I said, did a bird get in the house? I, I had to pause. I looked around the room. I said, did a bird get in the house? What the hell happened? Ugh, it was bad. I, and it's not even, you know what? Sin fans, I'm going to give it to y'all. It wasn't even about sin for me. It just came off as cheesy. They could have did something better. They could have did Red and Scarlet in New Orleans, something. Better. I will say, all right, before you jump in, I just want to jump in and say, I do like that they, on Friday, they they gave the Romeo and Juliet dream a purpose. And yes. I really, I really did like the way they did that. Because that was the way nice. I'll give y'all the, that. The way, but first of all, that was, I think that might have been my favorite moment of the whole week. I think I've rewatched this scene at least seven or eight times today. The scene where Ben and Claire are talking and he's telling Ben, you know, he's telling Claire that he had the dream and that he knew nothing of Romeo and Juliet and that he knew it was Sierra and that he knew it was Sierra's dream. One, because when he died in the dream, it didn't wake him up. So I thought that was like a brilliant touch. I thought that was awesome. And then when he's like, she sent that dream to me on purpose because she was telling me not to give up. And the way he delivered that whole scene when he talked about Romeo being an idiot 
for killing himself when Juliet wasn't actually dead, I was on the floor. I enjoyed that part of it. And I like the fact that they gave it a purpose. So well, it I'm, wasn't cheesy just to be cheesy. It actually served a purpose, which I wasn't expecting. Well, I will but I'm very happy this. that they did. I, I will say this. Oh, shoot, I've lost my thought. It'll come back to me. But that cheesy music, that bird, that... Okay, now I remember what I was going to say. I can't even slam them on the acting because Shakespeare, Shakespeare, Shakespeare is such a complex genre of plays and acting is literally hit or miss. Some of the best actors and actresses can butcher Shakespeare. So I'm not even going to slam them for acting because... I commend them for even trying on that one. So we're gonna And I will say Rob and Victoria loved it because they've they've been promoting the hell out of it on their social media. They had a blast. This was a dream come true for Victoria. So they were happy. They enjoyed it. And I was just happy to see happy them. I, I can I'm not even gonna slam them on acting. I'm gonna actually give Victoria and Ben their prop well not Ben. Victoria Rob. and Rob their props because Again, Shakespeare is hit or miss. Some of the best actors who have Oscars have butchered Shakespeare plays. So there's that. It was just everything else that just took me away from it. It was cheesy. It was a bit between good dinner theater and bad high school play. And that's all I have to say on it. You know, I, to kind of piggyback off of that, I think, because I, I said this to Tony, I think with the acting choices, I think that they were deliberately directed to kind of go a little campy, to kind of go a little over the top. Because had they tried to play that serious, yeah. <laughs> it, it would have been a disaster. And so I think part of the reason why it worked and the you know, to the extent that it did, and why you could, you know, you got to see the connection between the two characters and the chemistry between the actors. Yeah, it was such a mindfuck because they were so themselves, but the words coming out of their mouths were like a completely different language, but it was still like Ben and Sierra being Ben yeah. and Sierra. So yeah, it, was, it didn't try to give you, you know, serious Shakespearean theater. Because that the Island. Island. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a disaster. So I think it was smart to kind of, you know, play out the, the camp and the cheese and the, you know, whatever. That music would have been I, better. And y'all know that I'm not, like, the biggest, like, sin fan on the planet, but I, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. Yeah, I will then, say this. I was, again. Where you kind of expect, <laughs> you know, this is, this is the show that had hope in a birdcage over a vat of acid. You kind of expect them to to get a little trippy and do some things that... Right. You just kind of got to go with it. The fact that it was about sin, I could have cared less that it was sin. If anything, I'm commending the actors for the work that was done. It was just cheesy because we ain't got no money. We ain't got the budget for it. Now, let's say if a soap did it that has a budget did it, maybe it would have been better for me. But then again... B&B ain't too good with shit like this either. So, but anyways, um, my thing is, it was just, it was cheesy because it looked cheap. 
I think it, I think it w- it would have been cheesy either way because they were told to kind of play up the cheesy aspect of it, like Dylan said. But go ahead, Arya. What do you think? Oh boy, I'm about to duck. <laughs> <laughs> My eardrums, my eardrums, my eardrums, <laughs> for the love of God, I couldn't stop. Uh, they were, not they, but the music. <sighs> yeah, the music was, was overpowering. <laughs> but anyway, the, the, the music was distracting, loud as fuck. Like the display of Sierra Juliet dead. Wait, that okay. was me because of the music. But <laughs> if you talk about the whole thing itself, honestly, that was some of the most boring shit I've watched. <laughs> I don't mind cheese. I don't mind campy. But I was literally bored. Bruh. <laughs> Okay, can I? Okay, I hate I to make an interjection. Snark. I didn't even snark on Twitter. Seriously, I was so freaking bored. But, like... I just want to make one quick interjection. The scene no. where she opens the window, she says, Oh, Romeo. Oh, Romeo. Where far out thou, Romeo? The whole time I was in bed thinking, Oh, hell. Oh, hell. How did my favorite show go straight to hell? It was, <laughs> it was bad. It was boring and terrible, in my opinion. It was a terrible week, y'all. I'm sorry. It was, I'm sorry, but that was some of the most boring and bad shit I've seen this this decade, at least. Um, okay, I don't think it was all that bad, right? I I mean, the music, the bad acting, it didn't click for me, but it will... I don't know what my issue is. They pull this gimmick on them, and they don't develop them individual. Like they don't give them substance individually, and that's just like seeing these these fantasies are pointless for me because they're still lacking individual growth. So like p- pulling gimmicks on them. I don't know why they do it, but that that fantasy was boring and bad. I I didn't like. It wasn't as bad as I imagined it would be, but and I told you were, it wouldn't be because the pro. No, I mean, it was still bad in my opinion. The overacting. It could have been much worse. Right. It could have been much worse, but it was still bad. Like. Don't ever attempt this again. You don't have the budget. And I don't think these actors have the range. Sorry. I don't think they have the range. One was better than the other. One was better than the other. I'll leave that up to you. Well, again, is Shakespeare. But still, like, you could... Someone posted a clip of... I don't watch GH, but this was... A couple from GH. Robin and Robin Stone. And Stone. Stone. That they was good. Oh my god. I felt yeah, it. I remember that still. And that was years ago. It if they, that was 94, right. I think. But 94, you can still 95. write it good. But, but you had Ron, to think about it though. They were getting paid millions to produce GH. 
per right, week. Right, but still, I'm seeing... <laughs> now we can't even get a it shoe string the, and a piece of It being in the 90s doesn't really matter because it's the actors emoting. I'm talking about like the actors emoting yeah. here. It didn't come across as... as Romeo and Juliet. I just like saw Sin Ben and Sierra dress up. That's but that, but that's kind of what they explained the dream was though, because you haven't seen Friday, so you haven't seen the scene that I'm referencing. But he literally he literally said it was me as Romeo and her as Juliet. They were still themselves, even though they were dreaming as Romeo and Juliet. They said that on Friday. But I, I just don't. I don't know. It, it could have been much worse, but uh, seriously, don't ever do these fantasies again. And don't ever assume people who didn't like it are jealous. No, that was fucking terrible. I'm sorry, but that was like... I wouldn't no, even th- there, there, know, was a, there was I a reason that was said, and I'm going to address that later. I, I don't even... I mean, I get it at that point, but... <laughs> No, but like, there there was a reason that I said what I said on Twitter, and it has- I'm not referring to you. I'm referring to like in general. You weren't the only one. If you don't, I've saw a few okay. other people. We but know anyway, you like a good place though. I would never wish to wish this on any of my favorite couples because the show doesn't have the budget, and they brought a consultant in, and that was the shit they produced. They? Yes, they, they did. did. But you know what? Least, Lord, don't ever do it again. If you're going to be a consultant, they tried to, oh my God. At least they tried to bring a consultant in. They tried, but they failed. This is the what they but, came up with. You, okay, okay. This is what but, they like. But imagine what it would have been for you if they didn't have the consultant. Oh, okay. It been, okay, we'll give you that one, Tony. Because it would have been But listen. Worse. Bad acting, a consulted, a consulted that couldn't come true. Lack of budget. Don't ever produce this shit again if you can back it up. If you don't have all that it takes, this, <laughs> like, I don't know what the fuck they would. And my point is, like, fine, I don't care about their connections or uh, fantasies or whatever. But, like I said, you need to fucking develop these characters. Or they're going to be stuck in their own bubble forever. And people are going to lose interest. I'm not talking about their fans. They're going to love them. But I'm talking about general fans. They're having the issue of seeing substance with them outside of each other. We get that they have a connection. That's great. That's fine. It's established. And I think most general fans see it. But if you're not going to bother... like. Have them go some internal, go through some internal angst, or but we grow. don't know that that's not no. going to happen. Given the, I mean, given, I know that that's what you want, but right now, that's right now that can't happen until after she's out of the predicament that she's in. Seriously, um, some something else has has been bothering me, not about the fantasy, but like Sierra's only thought while being kept prisoner is Ben. Not that's, her not, no. that's not true. No, 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 no. The very first day that we saw her, she and you, you complained about her using her family and wanting to get back to her family and want and and using Victor's money. Yes, you you did. That no, was me. That, that was me. That's another thing. That's an. He was Michael was a bit 
said also about it. But right, my but point is, you're saying you're saying the only point. thing that that's she cares about is Ben, but that's not true. No, 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 no. That's not my point. She the hasn't mentioned her family since that episode. The but, point you know. is, with her saying that, not that she mentioned her family, but the way she mentioned it, the way she was coming off. She was coming off bratty. I don't care if she mentions her family. That's even better for me. Like, uh, if she, if she, I like, her point out, she hasn't oh, mentioned them since, but. She she's like oh Ben I'm I'm, and I'm okay I'm look at you I'm okay ben, John, ben, I'm like, girl has, is Ben your only Marlena is Ben has the said only, that about oh. John every single time she's been kidnapped Hope is said it about both every but time they she's been kidnapped but somehow but somehow with Sierra it's a fucking problem Tony, Tony but, but the thing is they also they have outside of exactly so did Sierra Marlena mentioned her patience. Marlena My point is, but so did Sierra. Sierra no. did the same thing, and you're, it's not so enough. One day? No, no, no. It's not that. We've you're only seen her you're four days. You're not hearing us. Fine, if they mention their other, like their love interest. But the point is, Sierra, you can't compare Marlena, Hope to Sierra. You know why? Because Marlena and Hope had things outside of their like had lives outside of their parents sierra doesn't and that's why it's a big issue for fans because she's always and mainly and only concerned about ben and seeing i'm not finished and seeing that like her main concern being him it's turning fans off because she's the same person she was before we saw her like months ago, and she's not gonna change. I have a feeling, and when I'm having a feeling, I'm usually right. But anyway, the point is for me, if they don't, if they don't develop them outside of each other, as soon soon as they reunite, they they might as well write them off because well, this I'm, this is I'm not hoping, gonna hold them the long run. I'm hoping That's that the writers try to release that feeling. Mainly because she called Ben when she got up to a cell phone. But I'm hoping in that conversation she goes, let my mom and brother know that I'm okay. Get them together and have them find me. Sean and Ben Ben are going to team up to find her. Well, yes, but I'm hoping she says something along those lines. I hope Ben uh, connection is going to be terrible, so I don't know how much he's actually going to be able to say because the connection is going to be terrible. But let me just say, well, I mean, like, it doesn't she, matter if the connection is terrible. It's just the fact that she needs to say, yeah, because I'm, I'm brother. I, I, I'm, just, I, I'm just okay, and I'm kind of speaking from like personal experience. Um, my parents, I've lost both of my brothers, and so I'm the only remaining child. And I know that if I were sick or if something were to happen, you know what I mean? Like if I were not able to be, like if if I knew that my parents were worried about me, I would, even though I have kids, I have this, I, I have other relationships, I would specifically want someone to be like, yeah, let them know that, you know, I'm here, exactly. I'm okay, I'm all right. And Hope's lost a child. And so... I, I I do I get what Michael's saying. I do need them to have Sierra show like concern 
for the other people in her life that are missing her and grieving and you bring up Marlena and Hope. Yes. No, just just in comparison to when they were held captive. Every time they were held captive by Stefano or Larry or whoever else, they always said, John, I'm going to fight to get back to you. But they also they brought up their the kids. They brought and, up so, and so did Sierra. It happened. But Marlena, did, did Marlena only center around John? Was her only purpose in life John? No. That's my Sierra's point. Sierra's only purpose isn't Ben. But I, that's how she's ooh, been for the last few years. That's my point. She's so Icelandic in that pairing that they're refusing to develop her. And whenever she mentions Ben, people are like, oh, here we go again. Because it's the same shit with her. But it's, my eyes but are it's tired. Not. But it's, it's not it, the same. It's going to feel the same to you, but it's not. This is different. You don't know that, Tony. As much as I don't know, it's going to be the same. But it it already feels it already, feels, it already feels different. It already feels different to me. Tommy, let's let's hear you out. How does it feel different? Because we're getting both perspectives in this story. In previous stories, where one or both, where where she's been missing, it's always been Ben trying to find her, and and, and that's kind of always been the main focus. Or Sierra trying to rescue Ben. It's always been kind of a one. One point of view, one-sided point of view. This story, we're getting them both fighting. We're seeing Ben fighting to find her and Sierra fighting to get back to him. That's something we haven't seen before. So we're getting more point of view from both of them, which I like because it's something that I've been asking for. Yeah, yeah but that, that's kind of not what Ariette was trying to grasp at. What she's saying is after this is she wants to see character development. But from what she is seeing now, she's not seeing that to be an option in the long run. I'm, I'm not saying that if, that they're bo both fighting. Like, we're getting point of views, but that's still not the point I'm trying to make. I want individual growth. I want substance for me to give a fuck about these two. Otherwise, write them off. That's my point. I hear what you're saying, and I'm hoping that we get more, that they actually get a chance to kind of, she gets a chance to kind of process everything that she's been through. Because she's been through a hell of a lot. Well, in the in the year leading up to the wedding, everything after the wedding, and then everything she's just been through. If they don't give her some kind of PTSD and some way to really kind of deal with everything... Especially since on top of what she's also going through, uh, based on uh, what it looks like in the promo, she's about to witness somebody die right in front right? of her. <laughs> like, if they don't give her the chance to fully process everything and to play those beats, I'm going to be upset as a Sin and Sierra fan because I think that is excellent story for both of them. And I really hope we get that. But see, then that kind of leads back to Ariette's point because if they play that out, what you're going to get then is Ben supporting Sierra through that. And Ben still has no friends. Ben still has no career. Ben still has no, like Ben still has no he well, has Ben he does have friends. They just his friend is off in a stupid orbit right now, too busy. Ben Ben has a bit of more depth depth, sorry, than Sierra. See, but, I don't think he does because like I think that if if you took 
if you if Rob decided if Rob got like a big movie offer or whatever and he was like yo I've enjoyed my time here Deuces. I mean like they, they like, tried they to want to write him out Sierra would be fine yeah she would yeah, that's true they she, could bring the is, a certain character on me, they've tried time. more with Ben than they have Sierra but Ben is still also Icelanded in this pairing like stuck in this pairing um, Ben is definitely stuck in this pairing Ben is literally Sierra. Sierra has done literally nothing significant outside of it that's memorable because they need her. And and, okay, now I'm probably about. And and the thing is, but the thing is, Sierra's writing has been that way because in order for them to have been viable, they need her to be the the anchor point and the the center point for that character because, yes, because outside of that he has uh, <laughs> we're gonna call a thing a thing outside of that he has nothing because Sierra's quote unquote death proved that like exactly tried to put him together with Claire but a lot of folks is only that select few and let's be honest let's call a spade a spade the only people who are supporting Blair are the diehard sin haters Yeah, no, it's 100% the truth Because they they saw something that very clearly Is not there But it's like He has nothing else It's nothing But I wonder if they did that intentionally though Because Ben Ben always thought That he, because of his past didn't deserve the redemption that he's got. And the only, the only reason that anybody gave him the time of day that they did was because they loved Sierra and they basically tolerated him. So I think in a way they kind of left him on an Island by himself to kind of make it, make him realize that he is actually the person that Sierra thinks that he is. And he does deserve this redemption. And so I, I'm wondering if it's kind of if it was done intentionally. Does that make sense? I I, I don't even think I don't think it's that deep though. I think it just is what it is. This is a like Sierra was his lifeline in a lot of ways because I mean no, it's like no and he's and he's even said it and it. And he was able to. They see. haven't given him anything outside of that. Like, okay, I I know we're not talking about General Hospital, but kind of a counterpoint to that because you get a lot of the same complaints from GH fans about Liz and Franco, and there's a parallel there. Franco was at least as bad as Ben, if not worse. The difference is Franco. It, even if they took Liz away from him, Franco has friends. Franco has family. Franco has a career. You know, there are places you can take this character and you can go if he were to lose Liz and the boys tomorrow. If Ben were to lose Sierra tomorrow, Ben's closest friend is Sierra's cousin. He hasn't spoken to Jake in, I don't know what Salem time is, but I guess. Uh, The last time he spoke to Jake was when Jake bailed him out of jail after the Vincent thing. So so it's been a minute. It's been early November. Early November. So it's been a minute. So it's like he's got Claire and he's got Marlena. 
And that's, yeah. that's well, this isn't great. This isn't great. You've got, the way I've always viewed it is I think they did it, did it on purpose so that Ben could realize he is worthy of the redemption and he can still be the cat, like be that good person even without Sierra, he always thought that Sierra was his motivation to staying healthy. And he, he can see now that even in his darkest times and the darkest time he's ever had is the, these last five months that he thought his wife was gone. Even in those moments, he did not revert back to the person that he was. He did not become the necktie killer again. That was important growth for him. And now I think will get more from both of them once they're home individually. I have no faith. I don't it's, think we will. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I'm going to hope that they do, but I think that the best indicator of future behavior is the way, the way Ron has been writing them, pulling gimmicks. Uh, no, I don't see, I don't see him caring about them as individuals and developing them. I see him caring more about sin as a couple. And yeah, based on their past, yeah, it's been the same for like years now. Well, I'm just like, I'm just not feeling how the, the lack of writing for them individually. Well, They're, we're just gonna pray for them and wish for the best. I'm gonna uh, because yeah. now we have to talk to talk about Imani getting their babies back. Parenthood looks so good on them. I love, love, love them in parent mode. I love it. This is like I've said on Twitter. This is them at their peak. Yeah. <sighs> no, but it is. And no, no, she's However, like that was the most anticlimactic. I wonder if moment. that was I wonder if that was COVID related. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe not, but <sighs> I mean, yeah, they definitely could have handled it differently because all of a sudden they could have like, done it better. I, I, I'm a, I'm a wee bit disappointed. In how how they did that scene in, in general, they could have had like like I said, I think I said it last week. They could have showed up at uh, at the town, Vivian's townhouse or whatever it is, with the guns and Yvonne and just like just gone into the house and followed Yvonne, he would he could have still been like, yeah, uh, your baby's in there, and all of that, and Ilani follows them with their guns, and then goes into the room, because they're de still desperate to find their babies, and then Yvonne lo locks them in, but they would still have their guns and their phones. It would just, it would, it was weird for them to take it off, and go in, and for him to lead them around. It was just weird. And to not have that. You know what should what they should have done? Is they come in with their guns. Lonnie and Eli hear babies crying. 
they think it's coming from that room. They go into that room, exactly. but it's like, but it's like a pre-recorded tape. And then, and then Yvonne shuts the door behind them. That would have been so much better. And then they're locked in that room. But I like their scenes in that room. Oh yeah, the scenes in yeah. the room were great. Like, talk, yeah, like was it? It yes. was. When Lonnie heard the babies open. When, okay, now that was when, a good little part. I'll give y'all that one. That was good. When Lonnie heard Jules crying. It and was when, Jules. And yeah. she didn't, she said like. And when, when Eli said even Jules even is a fighter. Feisty one. Uh, Jules is the feisty one. I was like, oh, that's so sweet. She must have been the one kicking all the time. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I like that scene when um, she was like, I don't, I can't even comfort my child. And I don't even know which one it is. And Eli was like, it's the, Jules is the feisty one. And I was like, oh my God, my heart. And the scene at the end when they they held their babies. Sal oh my God. Sal was amazing. And Lamont too, like, oh my God, Eli is such like, oh my God, Jules is going to have him wrapped around her little finger. Right. He was like, we got you. I was like, oh. and, but I loved Friday's episode more for Elani. Oh yeah. Oh, so, it so, was so, so much so better good. for me. I was disappointed with how that Vivian, Elani, Yvonne scene played out. But Friday's episode, like it saved it for me. I, I oh, can, we, can we just have a silent moment for the kitchen bed? <laughs> Listen, kitchen bed had to go. We no, have silent get... moments for, for all of the shenanigans in that bed. Hey, maybe we're going to get some couch shenanigans. And my mom made a good point when we were watching. She said they got a pullout. So maybe the bed is still there. It's just a couch now. No, but I'm going to miss the bed in the kitchen. No more eating in bed. No more... <laughs> No more Dylan. linen smelling like leftovers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Dylan, how did you feel about the story? Hold on, I'm not done. Oh, but yeah. I appreciate it. Was that much to talk about? Yeah. Yes, because we haven't even gotten to the most important part yet. Which one? Okay. The part the part where they mentioned the nanny. Oh, right. I'm not even there yet. Because um, I'm pretty but... sure that's gonna tie into Paulina. Yeah, it might. I'm not sure. Like, hold on. Let me talk about the set first. Ah, yes. Can we just appreciate how it looks like an apartment now? Yes, I love Instead that. Instead of studio, like, uh, oh my god, I'm I'm just imagining all the shenanigans on the on that couch. Woo! Bring it. Anyway, so they mentioned Dana. That that was Eli's nanny, and I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure they mentioned Paul Paulina having a connection to the Carvers. So I'm not sure if she she is, is the nanny. Like, Unless she comes in as as their nanny. And and true. they mentioned it as a way to kind of introduce the idea of Lonnie and Eli getting a nanny. That's true. Because they might because I mean, they they don't exactly have nine to five jobs. They they yeah. work. They're cops, so they're yeah. gonna need help. So yeah. I mean, I, they're gonna need help. They and they mention it, and literally three weeks later, we see Paulina. Now I could be completely wrong, and it's not a dot that needs connecting. But my mind, the wheels are already turning. <laughs> Sorry, <clears throat> I'm thinking. Uh, a few weeks ago, I thought. 
no weeks or like a month ago two months ago i think when when valerie mentioned another woman coming in like for abe right yeah i was like okay maybe paulina paulina is a love interest that was new year's day because that was when the babies were taken exactly um so i'm like i don't know who paulina is supposed to be anymore she's gonna have ties to their family but that's all that's all i can like figure out so yeah i'm a bit confused but i kind of like being confused i like yeah. that i, like, I, I mean, like that we don't know i like that they're close enough to air now that about their storyline anything i think we have like gotten previews of about at least every single storyline but they're they're so tight-lipped about this one for a reason, because I think it's going to be, it might be connected to something that hasn't aired yet. Because the only time, I mean, Ron, <laughs> no, 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 because the only time Ron was this vague that I can remember, because you're right, he he is being vague. And I think I said this either last week or the week before. The only time he's ever been this vague was in the September preview before the post-COVID episode started. When he mentioned Ben's story, he was very, very vague. All he said was that we would deal with whatever happened with Sierra. But he never specified exactly what happened with Sierra because the car explosion hadn't aired yet. So Do you guys... I'm, I'm thinking, like, if that audition video is true, that might be a storyline for Ilani. What, her, the daughter. The daughter. Being Ilani's cousin. Exactly. Shawnee. Shawnee. <laughs> Chanel, sorry. <laughs> Chanel being angst for Ilani and being Lonnie's cousin could be one option. I mean, she's young. So, I mean, unless are they going to try to like. How young is she supposed to be like? Or I mean, she 20? was. I think she's like early 20s. So I don't see her trying to like make a play for Eli. But, I mean. I mean, she's in the twenties. So. I don't. I don't know. Is Eli supposed to be like forty? I've I pictured him mid thirties. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, me too. Like thirty five. I I know Lonnie is. 30. So I would think that would be- Lonnie will turn thirty four. I think this year. Okay, so question. Forgetting mm-hmm. the fact that he's related to them, just for the sake of argument here. If Allie or Claire, if they were not a Horton and tried to make a play for Eli, would that freak you out? Or would you, you know what I'm saying? Just kind of age-wise. Because I think she's going to be around their age, maybe a, a little bit younger. So if somebody in that age range tried to make a play for Eli, would that freak I you mean, out? Or would that? I mean, Jake is 50 and Gabby's like, what, 30? So. Wait, no. Jake cannot be 50 because Lauren Conway. almost 50. Didn't didn't it say like nineteen nineteen seventy four? He's like forty five, pushing it towards fifty. Well, okay, I just that that just seems so old, but that could just be because Brandon looks so good. I mean, Brandon is around the, his forties, so it's not that much of a stretch for Jake like the character. But Jake is supposed to be like how much. How old are you if you're born in 1974? Uh, 46, I think. 46, yeah, so close enough to 50. And Gabby is supposed to be at least, I don't don't know, I think in her 
I think she Gabby's younger than Lonnie Eli. Yeah, because Gabby and Will are the same age. Yeah. Is Gabby older than Abby? No, they're around the same age. Abby's so yeah, they're older. Gab Gabby Abby. I see Gabby Abby and Chad in the same age range. No, Chad, Lonnie, he's no. <laughs> no, he's not. Lonnie, Lonnie, I see them as yeah, because yeah, yeah, Chad and Will had the same girlfriend, so he's in that. He's in that. Oh, so yeah, I'm old I'm in the face there. Sorry. I'm seeing Ilani as being in the age group of Sean, Bell, Mimi. Right. Like, that group. Mimi's not on screen, but, like, that that age group. Sorry, I don't know what Mimi got into it. Right. But, like, uh, that's... So, so it's around mid-30s, close to 40. If you see Ilani in the last, last age range, that would be, like, that would I think that Chanel is going to be around Claire and Sierra's age, which would mean that Eli would be old enough to be her father. Yeah, and then now I got to side eye him because like but that's what the audition video teased. If that's accurate for uh, I don't I don't know how accurate that is going to be for the character because that video actually managed to stay up for months on end so I don't know how much of that is going to actually be used because the only one that I the, because the ones that stay up are the general Maybe, ones or it's going to be redundant because we already had Gwen and Abby but if Chanel turns out to be Lonnie's cousin and she hates Lonnie you, you don't even know well, yeah. Dylan, we didn't hear your opinion. How do you feel about the storyline? I, I I like where it took them. You know what I mean? Um, Character-wise and couple-wise. I like... There were certain aspects of it that I liked. I feel like it was... You know, like Ariette said, it was very anticlimactic, though. Mm -hmm. it, it, all it, it, together. And like, it also felt a little... And I don't know if it was COVID restrictions or what, but I'm going with it was only because they have said that the, the choices, the choice is always up to the actors in terms of intimacy. So I'm assuming the same would be for like fight scenes too, and, and any kind of physicality. So maybe Linda just maybe wasn't comfortable. Linda wasn't comfortable doing it, so they wrote it as best they could around it. Yeah. It just, um, okay. And also, it, like I. I loved, like, you know, Lonnie and Eli teaming up to get their babies back and taking point and, you know, leading the charge. But I also feel like it was very kind of isolated from the rest mm. of the canvas, which is weird, given that Eli is like a whole Horton and 90% of the... <laughs> Ninety percent of the. I'll let you finish. And <laughs> it's like ninety percent of you know the canvas is Horton or Horton adjacent, so it just kind of felt like I don't know. It just it it wasn't bad. I didn't mind the story. It was. Just, <sighs> oh, Michael's it's, chopping at the bit. Mm -hmm. And I did. I will say though, I, I don't know if they were. Thursday or Friday, because I'm getting my days mixed up. But those scenes with um, Val and Friday. when she was, you know, comforting her and being supportive, and I just I loved those. I, I just I love Val. Honestly. Yes, more Val, yes. please. Mm -hmm. 
I wish but, we could have her. Like okay, here's my issues with this storyline. God help me. Um, I know the Elina stands are happy because they have a front burner story, but if I were an Elina stand, I would be livid. Mainly because <laughs> this is the most back burner frontliner story I've ever seen in my life. It's like the story didn't know whether it wanted to be in the front or the back because mainly it popped up every every other week. And me and Dylan were talking about this. It seemed like half the family didn't give a damn that these twins were missing. And I know they mentioned it here and there, but I'm going to call a spade a spade. If it was Charlotte or Thomas, we would have seen white folks cry on screen every day until we found those babies. But, okay, as as a counterpoint to that, when Henry was missing, and he's also a Horton, that story was very islanded and truncated to a few select people. True. But then again, uh, he wasn't gone as long as those twins were. I don't think... This has been as islanded as people have. I don't seen either. Because we've had like for starters, let's let's just go back to how the story started. Yeah, they have been I, like for the last few weeks. They have been in their little bubble, but I'm gonna get to that soon. In the beginning, we had Bonnie involved. We had Zanders. Yeah, but we still had it. It, 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 it. it existed just because it wasn't just because it wasn't okay, for as long as you wanted. It doesn't mean it didn't happen. Then we had the entire town concerned. Julie had uh, for two days. Again, it still happened though. Okay, it can happen. I think the but point is, it's not whether or not it happened. It happened or not. It's, it's the fact that it was an it afterthought. It yeah. lasted for two it, it, days. But if it was Thomas and Charlotte, I guarantee you, we would have had a candlelight vigil if they was the white babies. I'm going to say it. Y'all may not notice it, but as black people, we notice things like that. It lasted. Yeah, they cried I mean, for two days. Even this week when Julie was like, oh yeah, the babies are still missing, but I'm sure Eli and Lonnie are on track. And then, well... Abigail, why you ain't in Chad's bed no more? Why is that any of your business? Your great-grandchildren are missing. But listen, I don't want Julie more involved than she is. That's fine with me. Granted, yeah, you got a point there. But at the same time... She gets on my nerves these days. So I'm... You have a point. I give you that. that Because, yes, she's on my nerves. Me a lot lately. So, as but minimal as it can be with Ilani, that's fine with him. But, but that's not I the point, though. That's, no, I get I'm it. Saying, I, I get your point, though. It's Completely. just... And then the pacing of this story... It yeah, be, the pacing was awful. The pacing made me... They I, do wish, I do but wish it, it aired more. Yeah, it should have aired more, but for I think for a reason, it was kept short. And because the killing part is, it's not even a bad story. It was just was executed it? terribly to me. And it took <laughs> me away from it. The spacing was so bad, it'll come on one day, one week, and then the next week, you won't hear about it. It'll come on Monday, one week, 
and then you won't hear about it again until the Friday of the next week. It got to the point where their scenes will come up like, oh, they're on today, let me roll up. Now, if you don't know what roll up means, ask your children. And if they know what it means, get your belt. But <laughs> <laughs> No, but the thing is, I get... Dylan know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I get... As far it's as painting goes, I get it. You just... You kind of... You feel like had this been any other couple, would these same choices have been made? Exactly. And it feels like a no. It comes off as, if it's all family don't care, why the hell should I care? But, but also, the family does you, care. If you Barely. watch, like, like, let's say J- uh, Jack and Jennifer, their story, when when Jack, when, when she found out that Jack cheated, she got back with him a month later. They grown, like, though. Yeah, but still, like, they don't develop any stories correctly. So and, it's and look, look at everything happening with with which we're going to talk about in a minute. Laura's death. Oh, like <laughs> it was literally it was literally used as possible angst for Stephen Kayla's wedding. Except for that, nobody else gave a fuck. And they literally haven't. Like there are so many couples. Okay, they hold have, on, hold on, hold on. For that point, what characters in that episode should have gave a fuck? I mean, it was mainly Brady's. Eli barely knew who Laura is. He never even met her. So, of course, he's not going to care. Plus, just about his baby. For for Jennifer, like, she's a Horton. And she just lost her mother. Sarah's a Horton. She could have said something. Sarah hasn't been in town for 20 years. You also have to remember in the, like, they it, can't it, have too many people. It'd be different people. if they show characters who actually should have gave a damn. Like, if Maggie was on, she should have been on there crying. If it was Julia, she could have cried. They didn't have oh, anyone. But, no, I'm saying for the Laura thing. They didn't have anyone okay. per se who should care. But, but the every time, no, but no every but to that point, every time those other characters were on in Eli and Lonnie's story, like when, when Steve gave Sean the DNA test for Charlie, Sean made mention of the fact that he's working because nobody's going home until the twins are found. Okay. Oh, y'all, y'all aren't getting what I'm saying. They will. I'm mention getting what it. you're saying. If, if it, you're saying if this, if it was a white couple that they did the story for, the story for, would that would they have made the same choices? The energy would and, not be the same at all. But I can I, see your point. But also I can see your need, point too. But I don't know if I agree with it. I, I also but, need you to look at no the offense, right now. Of course, y'all see. Will get it. As a black I, person, we get it. We pay attention. We see things like that. Y'all may get it, but at the same time, you'll maybe think, well, they did mention it one or two days, which is a fact. But at the same time, I kid you not, if it were Abigail and Chad's children, they would not have shut up about it for two weeks. That's all the, I'm saying. On. But the pacing on the show is 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 completely... It's terrible it's, all the way around. Also, you need to, like... I'm trying to think, like, the entire... Had this been the way Ilana had been written in the past, I don't think 
anyone aside from like Abe or Valerie and Julie might have cared. But this time around, we actually had Sean, Abby, Jack, Jennifer, Julie, Rafe. But um, I, I don't think y'all get what I'm saying. No, but I'm, I know what you're I, I get it. It's like, had the, it, it, I, it, 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 it's like, I'm, my point is, it's isn't like the really same. It's hard as, to be happy with, it's, when you get peanuts. yeah, it's like, it, it's like y'all don't really get that we're kind of, it's it's about the twins, but it's not about the twins. It's about consistently I, getting crumbs and being expected to make a meal out of it. Exactly. But for the, I think what I think Arya's point here, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, is that compared to previous Ilani stories, if this had been a story, say two years ago, when the investment wasn't there, the only people who would have cared about this would have been Abe and Valerie, and we wouldn't have gotten the reactions that we've gotten across the board. True, so but while at this- the same time, don't give black people peanuts and be like, at least you got something. Uh, exactly. At, at least you got fed. Like, no, but no. Give us the same it. energy you give Chad and Abigail. That's all we're saying. Yeah, we got something. We got more than what we're used to. But at the same time, if you're going to give us all, give us something, give us all or nothing like you give the white couples. But don't sit here and tell me, well, they mentioned it one or two days. But I'm not no. saying one or two days. I'm saying, I'm like literally counting. You're saying no one cared about them. That's not true. Like we had an entire town. Exactly. Well, you're you're not one or two days. But you're not saying you're not saying nobody cared. That's not true. You're, you're saying, saying one saying or two nobody days. cared at Y'all all. Y'all are thinking that nobody cared. Way that's too not true. He's not that's saying nobody cared. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. As in, if this had been like you know, y'all keep circumventing the point. But it had this been Chad and Abby's kids, yeah. it would have been a totally different... Things would have shaken out completely different. They, no, but like, like, we had, okay, we had like... Let's just end the conversation. One second. No, no, let Ari finish her point. No, no, we get yeah, what I get it. You don't get my point. This... Um, let's, let's go back at least... When was it? 2019. Chad... Chad's daughter, like Charlotte, she was kidnapped by Jordan. What happened was, no, listen, listen, Jordan, what happened was that ending to that story was as anticlimactic as this one. Let's take, let's take it, let's take it up further. What about when Mackenzie went missing? What happened? <laughs> no, but I'm just I'm just saying, did 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 the entire town care or was it just islanded to the people involved in that particular story? We actually saw saw more people. I mean, I mean I get part, almost every day. I mean, I, I get when it comes to energy and pacing, but I completely disagree when you say not enough people cared. Y'all are taking like, one thing and y'all are running with it. So we're right, going to y'all are. Right. No, but I I get but what you're, now I get what you're saying. Now it's borderlining offensive, but, so we're just going to change the subject. No, but no, I get we what don't you're mean saying. to be offensive. And we, I know that, but I'm saying we're going to cut that before it gets to that point. 
Because now you're okay. kind of telling us how to, we should feel about it because we got peanuts. No, no, that's, no, no. That's no, no. That's not what. That's so not what we mean. And I, I know that, but that's how it's coming off. So that's yeah. What, it, let's just it's move kind on. Of, it, you know, like I I said before, it's 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 coming off very much like you Be know people you are got saying, we're tired of getting crumbs and being expected to make a meal out of it, and then it's coming off very much like but you got fed. Though. That's understandable. I, I mean, I completely get your point there. I'm just like um, there's some things I don't completely agree. In certain, like, in terms, just like how many people cared or not. That's, but uh, what you guys are saying is completely understandable, and you're, of course, you're entitled. And to I know y'all feel are coming from way. a good place, but I'm telling y'all, yeah. like, the way it's coming off. And I know y'all mean this from a place of love. I love you. Guys. Yeah. But yeah, of course. Y'all just don't know as black people how many times we've been told. Well, you got something. You should be lucky you got that far. Yeah. So when a black person shows their concern that we're not getting enough as a white counterpart is, and y'all come back, well, you got this, that, this, that, and the third, it comes off as offensive. No, that's so not what we mean. And, and, I, and I know that. intentions at all. My point was, I was just like uh, this discussing. Is something that should have been, you know, talked about in private. But then again, it's something that should be addressed because. But I'm also like, I, I, as much as your points are, are are completely valid, I also don't know if it were Abby or Chad's baby that I'm just missing, trying if, to like if the pacing would have been any different. I I honestly don't know. I, that's don't know, my point too. I'm not time. trying to discredit what you guys are saying. That's n not my intention at all. I'm just saying. In general, you have to, like, for instance, look at the pacing on the show currently. It's terrible. Yeah, Elon, uh, the, the pacing for Elon. The, the pacing for Elon's story could have been terrible. much better. And they could have put in more energy into it. But in terms of. I'm just trying to, like, uh, explain. I think that that story might have been paced as I think the pacing for that story would have been the same no matter who was involved. But that's just my take. Yeah, maybe because the pacing all around the show has been terrible. I mean, God, I understand awful. Because, you guys I mean, wanting more, wanting more, expecting more. Like, not. I mean, just we haven't seen Allie in like what eight, nine days. Yeah, and I was going to bring that up. So, so I get, I mean, I completely get that you feel like. Yeah, no, I completely get your point totally, and it's but valid. Thing, let me say this. I would have griped about it had it been Chad, Chad and Abigail's child. But it's right. no, because more the... glaring because you put it out there that we're finally, the black people are finally going to get a front burner story. And then it came off as well. You got it. That's all, folks. It, it, it really makes me mad because me personally, like I told y'all, I'm an Eli fan and I'm a Lonnie fan, but I have not yet become an Elani fan. So yeah. this story was going to be that point where I was like, okay, this is their first couple front burner story. I'm going to get into it. I'm going to try to 
get into them as a couple. So when you short shoot that, it really irritates me because, again, you had the opportunity to have so many Elani fans off of this storyline. But it feels flat. I'll be interested to see how they handle the story when Jackie comes in. Because if the pacing for them does not improve, then... Then it's gonna look see, obvious. Then it's gonna look obvious, and ob- and then your point will will stand. Cor- you know, you're, you you will be correct in your point. However, if the pacing for their story increases, like if if it gets better, like I hope it gets better for them. The pacing of the if, story gets better. I will better. say this: if it d- gets done better and gives Elani a better shot, I will retract my statement. But from what I'm seeing right now. And it's not just me and Dylan. I've talked to other black fans. No, that's okay. It's a thing that... Because I've talked to other black fans who watch Days, and they feel the exact same way. So... So so it'll be interesting to see if if the pacing of their story increases. Because part... I've just wondered if the pacing of this was so off because they were basing it around the availability of Yvonne and Vivian. Oh, yeah. So it'll be... They they feel seven weeks ahead now. They could have rearranged it some way, somehow. They filmed seven weeks ahead, but they still write out further than what they tape. So it's kind of six, one half dozen of the other there. But it's going to be, I hope that the pacing in, improves and that with Jackie here, kind of longer, I, for a longer term than. I um, had this lesson on Black History Month. <laughs> <laughs> no, but hey, you know I what? Mean, Organic conversations happen. It's but, good to have these conversations. I completely get what you guys are saying 100%. But it's something that needs to be said and, because and the, y'all, too, and the, I will that's y'all the reason. That's the reason why um, the entire Ilani fan base fought for them constantly and consistently. Because we want like the same energy for Ilani as any other couple gets. And that's but, why we campaigned, like wrote letters to the powers that be like on Twitter and everything. No, but we did it. That's my point. And Lamone pointed out that the fan base fought for... Elani to get invested in. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, like if we're gonna keep, I, I, I mean, yeah, because if we're gonna keep it a hundred, Lonnie and Eli really could have easily, easily been in that Abe and Lexi spot, and it's I think largely because they had such a vocal, consistent fan base that lobbied for them to get more that they're. That you know, they kind of the powers that be kind of looked and said, Okay, well, maybe there is something here to invest in because pre, you know, like I said, they they very easily, easily could have been the next Abe and Lexi where they get a little dab here and a little smidge there, and then one little story that lasts six months but involves all the other white people on campus. And it's sad that I think it's so sad that fans need to fight 
to get for a couple to get the bare minimum that uh like for a black couple to get the bare minimum that the another white couple on the show gets but Ilani fans did it we did it we have done it consistently for two years and they're still ongoing and Lamone said the show noticed they show saw the hype the investment and they were like okay we're gonna invest in this couple We'll see if if it's going to hold up, if if they're going to... Because I I think that when, you know, when when Jackie gets there and and they introduce Paulina and they introduce Patrick and they have... I I feel like initially that focus is going to be there because that's... And, you know, Michael will kind of back me up on this. That is the way it always is, you know, initially... You get, you you get focus. You get story. You get scene. Especially since then, this is such a big stunt casting. <laughs> and then you, and then after that hype dies down, you get less and less and less, and, and suddenly it's to the point you get they were cast. <laughs> then to the point where I, I mean, let's look at Bold and the Beautiful and Avon. That's what. You know, that's like the fear and nobody ever really wants to say it out loud. But it's like we see this all the time. You know, they'll be in a family and what the show needs not just on screen. Sorry, uh, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, I'm saying that like the the initial investment in you know, ooh, look at what we're doing. Look, look, you know, look, we got some black folks here. Initially, that's what we get. And then after time, they've, you know, ridden that wave and there's no long-term investment. Yeah, there's like, there's no long-term investment. And inside of, you know, one to three years, all those, you know, ooh, look at our diverse characters, all those characters are gone. But but here's and the thing. I'm glad that I have Aria and Tony as co-hosts because, quite honestly, a lot of Days fandom would not have received this conversation with such grace yeah, and acceptance of it. Y'all actually, yeah, y'all had some questions and yeah, y'all had some, well, I don't think that's actually true, but y'all actually sat down and listened to I feel myself getting emotional. But y'all actually sat down and listened to this conversation. And I am so grateful for y'all to do that because there's so many people in this fandom who do not listen to black people's opinions when it comes to this stuff. They actually come back with a contrarian attitude or, well, actually, y'all actually sat down and was like, okay, we definitely see what you're talking about now. So thank y'all for that. <laughs> it would okay. be like completely disrespectful if I didn't hear you guys out. Exactly. Like I respect you guys' opinion. This is where, he, like me and Tony, can't really say much. But I was about to say something. I forgot. We can hope that you're wrong, and hope that this isn't that. And just, just yeah, and like. Uh, and, and just, this is one of those things you can't even blame Ron on because yeah, it's been going on since the beginning. 
the issue is like yes like michael said i i I see how much like even as a white woman i see how much they cater to the white audience and they have have an interracial relationship listen we can't even have an overly gay man right Exactly, but no. Here's like I, we see, we so we, it, I, it, they cater to middle as America. A, we even know as that. a young kid, I question. Like I remember thinking back in the day when I watched like Lexi and Abe and their like at their peak when Lexi was a vixen, all of that. I remember thinking when they did, when did they get married? Where were? When was their wedding? Like I didn't see it at the time. Their the mention of them getting married. I was a young yeah. kid, uh, so I was like, "And even when if was you their go- wedding, I didn't remember anything." I, and I felt that it was so weird, and it and, wasn't. Go and ahead, even Tony. if you go, even if you go back to the eighties with the character of Marcus Hunter, they played no peanuts. They paid him dust. Literally, yeah. his story died with Steve. He was on the show for another three years, but they never did anything with him. Might have been two but, years. But, but I feel like you the show... Think, you would think even closer to today, it would be better. But Cameron Davis lay, well, attempted to lay down with Abigail Devereaux. Middle America found out. Where is Cameron Davis now? I feel like the show needs not just on screen, not diverse talent. They need diverse, a diverse crew. We need diversity in the writers' room. Diversity in the writers' room for sure. But we need to bring Cameron Davis back, by the way, because as a straight man who watches soaps, we don't really care how the man looks, but. We would like to have at least somebody who would look good with the woman, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, who would look... I hate to be a filth bucket, but what would look closest to porn? (laughs) 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 So we have Skinamax in the afternoon. Exactly. So it's like, with Cameron Davis, I was like, that's somebody who I really wanted to see on top of Abigail, even though she was a virgin at the time. Plus, I was in high school, so I, it was extra filthy back then. You was getting how you lived back then. <laughs> and, then and then the minute Cameron left, it was like her virgin, like it was no longer important. Her golden circle went to Chad. I was so upset. <laughs> I almost started watch, start watching because I was like, she did all that him and that hon. Oh, I want to wait for marriage. And then she busted down in a cheap hotel room with Chad. Ugh. I remember that scene vividly because I was pissed. I changed the channel to Doctor Phil. Oh God! I'm going. I'm thinking like I'm going back to interracial relationships. I think. <sighs> what do, it, do you guys think about Lonnie and JJ? I liked them, actually. And now, I, I think, think interracial. Now, you might, I might catch hell for that. This, mm-hmm. But when I think interracial, I was really like loving Gabby and Eli. 
So was I. You don't see that's, black people with Latinas on TV. That's because as far as particularly with daytime, there's this I was going to ask about that. They feel like it's not an interracial relationship unless but a white is. person is involved. And that irks my soul because <laughs> like if you look around, you'll see there are a lot of people of color with people who are not you know, you see a lot of like like you see a lot of black, black Samoan men, or you know what I mean. Like, so it's, it's you don't always have to have a white person involved for it to exactly. be an interracial relation. I was gonna I mention like JJ Gabby and Gabby anyway too, but I even like JJ and Gabby because that, that's not an interracial couple. Out of all of those pairings, I don't really remember JJ and Gabby. Maybe because I wasn't watching at the time. Personally, I love them, and me, I was so mad that they got sacrificed at the altar of Chad and Gabby. Yeah. I, but, but then again, out of I three ships, I preferred JJ and Lonnie. I think they had the strongest chemistry out of those three couples. But, yeah, I, I'm all for interracial re- relationships. If wow, like, I would like to see more of them. It, on I, was, I would love to see more of it. For me, What's most important is chemistry, of course, and for characters to get decent writing and depth. That's what I want. And that's what I think all of those those three couples lacked. And I want to preface this to say, it's not just days. We're not bashing days. No, it's across the board. But I do say... When they were going to put Neil and Victoria together... Like nobody, nobody ever really wants to just come out and and call a thing a thing, but you, whenever the topic of like black soap viewers comes up, everyone always is like, "Oh, the Young and the Restless has such a huge um, viewership among African Americans," and it's like, well. Y'all don't want to call a thing a thing, but the reason why is no tea, no shade, no pink lemonade. The Young and the Restless has consistent and it's the bare minimum make no mistake it's the bare it's minimum. The bare minimum, but they consistently do the bare minimum and these other shows give you nothing other to even do that much because i can tell you this people ask me like because i was talking to tony about she was like why do you go up for cameron davis so hard because as a high school black boy who watches soaps we did not have any young black characters who were doing something with their life. You know, most black characters enter, I wouldn't say Days does it, but a lot of other shows, they enter as either a heavy in the mob, a drug dealer, or illiterate. So to see Cameron Davis come on screen, a semi-middle-class, black, young, good-looking doctor. That was who I wanted to be when I grow up. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'll gi- I'll give Days this. They they have never gone that I can remember that stereotypical route. And I might even say Wendy was kind of stereotypical, but she ended up coming up in the world. So she like- did. <laughs> like how? Oh, sorry. Go- no, go ahead. I was going to ask, how do you feel like Ilani has been, not as a couple, 
I think we know your opinion. As but individual characters? Individuals. Do you, have you ever felt like they come across as stereotypical? No. Well, line, well, the only stereotypical part about it is they came in as the illegitimate child of somebody. That's the only thing that irritated me. It was like, damn, black people can't don't wear condoms. But then again, you could say that about a lot of the other children in Salem. So it's like, well, I mean, we have Gwen as it as that right now. So, so it really wasn't something I could nitpick about. It was just like I wish they could have brought on someone, a child or someone. Let's say Benjamin. Yes. Yeah. The adoptive he could have been um Jonah's adoptive son. If they would have brought him on, I would love that because it's like it ties on history. He has a family, family member. He was brought up with both parents. That's just how I felt about it. I kind of hate um, Eli. I had no issues with Eli. It was good story. Um, I mean, the character itself, not just like in the pairing or in his par- yeah. pre-pairings. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when they were brought on, I was very interested and intrigued. I was mad about Lonnie's wig, but they seem to fix that now. Um, I think they didn't know who Lonnie was was something I noticed. Like it took a while for them to yeah, figure out who Lonnie was. To figure I think out. one of the things that but, I I personally um, liked about Lonnie, and I know it's going to sound weird, but I like that she was messy. Yeah, no, I could see that. I love it. I love it about her. People are like, oh, Lonnie is this, Lonnie is that. I'm like, give me more. So awesome. I bring in black female characters and they're oh they're so saintly they're so kind and sweet and perfect and nice and aspirational and they don't ever get to play like layers and like, I, I, well, I will say this the past 10 years other than Maxine they haven't brought any black characters to be white savior yeah they're friends with white people but they're not pulling them out like Maxine or Epiphany on GH where, oh, honey child, look, come here and lay on my bosom. We're going to sit here and pray about it until that baby come on home. Like, yeah, oh, no, Lonnie, Lonnie, gets to, Lonnie gets to be messy. I mean, she's had, she didn't have a who's the daddy, but she did, you know, she got to. She lied. Yeah, she got it. to lie about her baby. She gets to, I what I see, and I don't, maybe it's just like, hopeful thinking or whatever but one of the one of the reasons why I'm so like excited about and invested in Lonnie's character is that I see them giving her the opportunity to play things that a lot of black female characters get denied she gets to complete she she gets story. She's not always in the right. She gets treated like a character and not a black character. Yes. Mm, That was a good point. Exactly. But okay, I I'm gonna really say this and then we're gonna move that, on. <laughs> we're gonna, I'm gonna say this and then I'm gonna move on. I hope that Days keeps up this momentum of bringing black characters on because there's many in character history that don't bring them back and kill them now. It, <laughs> I, I it wish does I could see how I'm looking like at this camera. Don't bring them back and kill on. them. <laughs> before we move on, it does sound like they're gonna be bringing in a lot of new black characters. Because we've at least familiar. familiar and new. 
We've Green also Bay. got at least one other one coming that we have known nothing about yet. Exactly. Bring back like, Eo. Bring back Brandon. They, bring back Jonah. We can't yeah, bring back Jet. We can't bring yeah. back Jet. I'm sorry. But bring back Wendy. Bring back Lexi. No, no, no. And yes, yes, I'm, yes. The only reason I'm saying that is because her death meant something. Yeah, no, her yeah, death meant something. Bring back Celeste. Yeah, bring back my doom, darling. Doom, bring her back. Um, hell, she was in one of the greatest interrela- interracial relationships of all times and days. Because her and Stefano used to be hitting sheets, child. But um, <laughs> bring back Cameron Davis. Bring back Benjamin. Bring back Wendy. Bring them all back. Gonna, you're not going to let Cameron Davis, Davis go. No. <laughs> I'm not gonna be satisfied if he get Abigail and his. I think we, I think we found a drinking word. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna be satisfied if he get a little bit of that Abigail juice because you know he waited a long time for that. Um. Oh. Anyways, to the last story, child. Oh. oh. Y'all been dreading oh. this part, haven't you? I'm. Oh, I'm just gonna. Let you guys go off. This is gonna be <laughs> this is this, this is gonna be just as intense. So go ahead. So Jack finds um well, let's start this off from the jump. The next day, everybody starts to find out what Laura did. I mean when I say everybody, everybody, because could nobody shut the hell up about it. Jack told Gwen. <laughs> what Chad the fuck was Kate told, doing talking Chad about it for right. me? So anyway, I guess Laura goes over to Gwen's to confess. And my they killed my girl like a $5 a day day player. And mm. Gwen killed Gwen has blood on her hands. I'm sorry. Y'all no, I agree I, with you. She does I, cuz I don't believe that it was an accident. And she calls I, Jack and Jack kind of covers for her. Mm. Mm-mm. In a way. Nope. He didn't. Because if he was going to cover for her, he never would have called the cops. You can cover for somebody while calling the cops, per se. But he could have pulled Rafe to the side and been like, I feel like there's more to this story. But he's, look, he's he's being dumb as fuck for choosing to believe Gwen. Because he straight up asked her, it was an accident, right? And she said yes. He's choosing to believe her. That's not covering it up. He's choosing to believe his daughter. Whether that's a smart decision is a completely separate conversation. Yeah, I think where it's going to get complicated is, you know, like we were talking in the in the chat is if she tells Rafe the exact same story that she told Jack, she is admitting to having some culpability in Laura's death. And because the story she's told us. Even if she says it's an accident, that is in the books. I'm a criminal justice minor, y'all. I double minor, crazy as it was, but I double minor in criminal justice. That is a case for negligent homicide or involuntary manslaughter. So if he yeah, yeah. she tells Rafe the same thing she told Jack and what she told the audience. You're going to jail. You're going yeah, to jail. You're going to jail. And I think that, and the thing with Gwen is, I think that she is smart enough to know that. 
And so the question is going to be, does she change her story once she makes an official statement to but, Trump? And here's the thing. And if she if does... It went is, down the way that it that went down. If she had called an ambulance and performed CPR the entire time, she might just might have gotten off if this case went to jury. But you sitting there on the bed for God knows how long. You didn't call the police. You didn't call the ambulance. You called Jack. And God knows how long it takes for the Hortons to get to the house, to Hortons no, he, Square. He, he hyper-traveled he, he because he, you know, Salem has orbing power if you're a right. Charmed <laughs> fan. <laughs> so but, he, got, he, he got there pretty quick. But you're saying what you see what I'm saying. You did no, nothing from that time. No, I'm seeing, I'm totally seeing what you're saying. The only issue is, while well, everything you're saying is completely valid, and like I've been saying in the group chat, there is nothing to prove that. True. And I so agree that's why I say it depends on, like, that's why I say that I think that she's smart enough to know that if she tells Rafe what she told Jack, she's admitting some culpability, and I don't see her doing that. And by, by virtue but, of the fact that Abigail's going to want revenge on her, I do not see the cops pressing charges on her anyway. But here's my thing. Any police officer with some sense who saw okay. that she lied about... You're looking for police officers in Salem to have sense. That's your first mistake. Yeah. But any police officer who saw that Gwen lied about this black eye thing and is going to take her story about Laura with a grain of salt, She'll but, be demoted and fired. Okay, but here's the thing, though. They, they aren't accepting her word. They're taking her down for questioning. But there's literally nothing to disprove what she's saying. There's no eyewitness. I mean, yeah, any- of course they can let her go because they don't have anything. But if I were Rafe, I'd be like, run every damn autopsy you can find on her head and figure out what the hell happened in that room. All it's, all it's going to show is blunt force trauma to the head from the desk, which is true. It's just, I I don't know if I'm reading too much into it. I feel like maybe. But no, like, here's the thing. Like I told like y'all. Us so that, you know, if they need to go back and kind of, I think maybe they didn't show us so that they have room to make the story whatever it is they need the story to be. But here's like, the thing. If three months from now they need it to be Gwen pushed her. They have, they've left room there for three months from now. They can say that Gwen pushed her. So, or, you know. Uh, but here's I, the thing. Forensics isn't, I, I know I'm looking too logical into it, but forensics isn't open and shut. Now, as much as I love my girl, Laura, she was old. And a lot of people know this. While I was working undergrad, I worked with the elderly. And intentional or not, you grab an elderly white person too hard, it's going to leave some sort of handprint bruise. So, if she's going off of the story of I grabbed her, and she snatched away, and she hit her head, with Laura's age, there's going to be a handprint bruise with that damn vice grip that Gwen had on her. So, just going off of that evidence, she could go to jail. Now I know I'm looking too far into it, but I'm pissing y'all. I'm pissing. You're you're a hundred you're a hundred percent correct. But here's the thing: we know what's coming. Abigail is vowing vengeance. 
And at this point, if she were going to be her No, 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 not at all. Not at all. But I, I believe me, if somebody hurt my grandmother, I would be burning the earth until I found the, found that person and hurt them just as much. I completely understand that I'm on her side. I'm not saying she's wrong at all. What I'm saying is she would not need to do that if the cops were going to charge her. her right. yeah. Which is why I don't think that she tells them the same story that she told Jack. It's contrived, but it makes sense for the future story. And also, too, she's really not stupid. I think what what we're doing (laughs) is setting up a potential exit for Abby down the line for Marcy's maternity leave. Yeah. My my thing is, this could have went so many different ways. This is why I get pissed. Why bring this character back just to kill her off? Yeah, no, killing her off was absolutely completely short sighted. They could have achieved short sighted. They could have achieved this, and even and even Jennifer's upcoming exit. It could have been like what they did with Lulu, putting her in a coma and sending her to a long term care facility, and Jennifer leaves to go get her mother settled. Or Gwen read her down so bad that Laura had another mental slip. Right, because she did not. Seem to be handling it well at the house with Jennifer, Abby, and Jack. So that would have, as much as we give Ron crap for, oh God, here comes the mental illness. This is a scenario in which it would have worked. It would have worked worked out perfectly fine. Ron, fair. uh, You know what? I'm not even gonna go there. I'm gonna wait till my read session to get her, get him. Like, um, but those things. I feel like they left. They left it, I feel like they left it ambiguous for a reason. Yeah. And we're going to find out what that reason is at some point down the line. And I feel like it's going to be in about three months time when uh, Abigail's going to have to leave temporarily to accommodate Marcy's maternity leave. We're going to find out that Gwen didn't actually intentionally hurt Laura and that whatever Abigail does in the name of getting revenge was for nothing, and she's going to end up leaving town but with her tail between her legs for a few weeks. That's where Even I feel like this is going. she didn't intentionally do it, she still killed her. No, but I'm just saying, I feel like that's where this is going. I don't want it to go there, but I feel like that's where this is going. But, but no, even with the story she told, you may not have intentionally murdered someone, but you murdered someone. You may not have meant to mow somebody down with your car, but you mowed them down with your car. So even if she finds out it wasn't intentional, you still killed my grandma, bitch. I got to get you one way. Oh, no, 100 percent. But I'm just saying whether we agree with it or not, I feel like that's where the story is. And, and, and I'm not going to feel bad for you. <laughs> Aria, you've been quiet. What do you think? I don't know what to think, actually. Like some part of me thinks her Laura's death was unnecessary. They could have had her in a coma. And another part of me thinks... Watch your mouth. Mm, Tread careful here. (laughs) She hasn't been relevant in decades. Okay. I mean... I'm going to get that later. No, but... So it does... I think like the... But who fault is... Okay. No, listen. But who the fault rage, is that? Is that the character's fault or the writers? The, the writers, obviously. It's, it's, the uh, very, it's the various writing regimes for not 
for not caring about for the not caring, that but it doesn't change the fact that she hasn't actually been relevant in years. So from that perspective, I could see why Ron made the short sighted decision that he made because it's, no writer has used her in the last. It's lazy. No. And it's I, the it, same it, with Bill. Like, has he been relevant in decades? And, and, and again. That's lazy. I'm yes, like, it's, it's nothing it, that's an excuse because again, it's not an excuse. It's not an excuse. God. It's absolutely 100% lazy. Having said that, I can understand the rationale. I, I don't even if like, I don't agree with things that. like the people being I, I mean, out I can see what you're like, saying. I, I can see where he was thinking it. But as I, you get the nickname, the writer, that's not something a writer would do just because. <laughs> Oh, the past two, three regimes haven't used them. I'm going to kill them all. You can get that, uh, get to that on your <laughs> read. <laughs> you're a fan of uh, Laura, so you being upset makes complete and total sense. But then Some again, of the I people, felt this way about Bill. Right, no, and so did I. And, and you're fans of both of those characters, so that makes sense. You have the history and stuff to be upset. Some of the people that were bitching on Soap Twitter... Do not have the knowledge base. I I'm believe. I'm gonna get to them later because I got some words. Oh, oh so I, do I. I half of this people. It's just another reason to be mad at Ron. Just yeah, say you have You just started watching this in 2007 and leave people alone. Damn. That's yeah, I, I feel say. like I feel like half the outrage happened because it was Ron who did it, and that if another writer had done it, I don't think half as many people no. would be as angry. There no. would be people There would be people like you and like people who have historical significance with Laura who would be angry. But then there is a certain section of the audience I believe is just pissed off because it was Ron who did it. Mm. But I, I also think I, I, I kind of had this that. conversation with a friend. Um, I, I think with that, though, that's still... Okay, there's a there's going to be there's like a group of people, you know, that are just hardcore. I don't like Ron. Everything he does is going to be trash to me. Yeah, you just have to acknowledge I, that exists. That I, exists. You know something? But there's also a group of people who have grown disillusioned over time with the decisions that he's made. That's and me. so for them, it's not oh we're you know even though they may not have had any you know deep emotional attachment to Laura. This is just another brick in the wall of disappointment that has been built. And so their, you know, outrage and upset and irritation is valid because it is. This is kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. Exactly. The straw is not heavy. You know, the straw by itself is not heavy. But when you add the straw's weight to all of these other things, well, then things, you know, now the camel's back is breaking down. Like to me, this is my breaking point with him. Because oh, me, it's like Tony knows. Tony knows. I've tried to give Ron multiple chances, but like, oh, he might fix this later on down the road. He might do this down the third. But now I'm just like, I'm over it. We just need to just start over fresh with someone else, not Dina, not anybody before, but some fresh. Yeah, but that's the thing. That's- we don't live in a world where that is unfortunate. We don't live in a world where that's going to happen. And yeah. that's just the sad reality. We do not live. We need. We need to live in a world where we could possibly get some fresh blood in the writers' room at days. Unfortunately, well, what, what that is irritating. That, me was the people who only watch for a certain character or couple bitching about. Mm. We don't care about Laura anyway. Yeah, because it doesn't. Who do you right. care about? Who do you care about? Because y'all were the same ones 
And then, you know, I'm a caller like I see it. The yep, science Taylor fans yep. that were sitting here complaining like to Ron about why isn't Jack and Jennifer at their wedding? And it was Which that got that it got yeah, it got addressed. And now it, you look know. stupid and you got egg on your face. So again, if you only watch for one character, one couple, one anything, and I only watch the episodes with, anymore. I'm and only watch it. the episodes that those characters are on and don't bother watching any of the other things. I don't want to talk about nothing else again. Because exactly. What are you talking about? If you do not watch the show, shut up. It is just that simple. Because if you're not watching, I personally do not care to hear your opinion on a show that you are very clearly not watching. Because it, it, what really was pissing me off, I don't care about Laura, where's Steve and Kayla? I don't give two shades of a stripper's ass what Steve and Kayla <laughs> is. I don't, because what have they done in the past 10 years other than bitch and moan and complain about how Steve always leaving for ISA case? What have they done? Please tell me with them boo-boo ass weddings. <laughs> haven't done shit. Exactly. And, and, and they just, and listen, they just, they just spend all their time on Twitter being mad. They're fans. And it's not just their fan base. It's a lot of them in each fan base. No, but Stela fans are... They, they collectively the, do it. They collectively do it. I mean, they tr they tried to ruin John and Marlena's 2018 wedding by using Shoot the Bride as a negative. And the Jarlena fans said, no, thank you very much. We're going to take that and run with it. And it became the iconic hashtag of that wedding. It became the title of the storyline. Yep. <laughs> But you know what? I'm going to try to find some good because we have been negative this whole podcast. <laughs> it's been a hard week, though. Like, we really discussed things that needed to be said. I feel like the, the title of this episode should be the come to Jesus moment. <laughs> I was thinking the home going a lower hoarding and days of our lives as a Because <laughs> I feel like we've had some much needed, much avoided conversations that I, needed to take place. I think so I what feel pisses me off is the year started off so good. Oh, it did. It was, it was going places. It wasn't that great, let's be honest with ourselves. It was going places. <laughs> it was going it was, places. The first week of January. The first was, two weeks, really. Yeah, it was like, the first month I was like, was wow, yeah. the shit has started. And now I'm like, but you know what though? I'm falling asleep. For me, like the show is still moving. I may not agree with all the choices that are being made, and there are some choices I don't agree with, but I still feel that we're moving. I feel the next two weeks are going to be insane. What I want Ken to do, I want Ken to go on Twitter, look at our comments. He isn't on Twitter. He doesn't even have a Twitter. He need to do something, get a son, a nephew, any damn body to be, be on Twitter and look at who we think are good writers, who we like to see more from. Jamie Giddens. Get Jamie Giddens on the line. Damn. But, um... I love him. I wish he was on somebody's show. I wish he was on Days. He has the most history with Days. He's been watching since he was born. He loves Days. So it, it, my thing is, he needs to go up into and find some new blood for this show because Ron is getting to that point of where he was at One Life to Live in General Hospital. You know, after five or six years, he gets burnout and it's everything only been turns four. to shit. 
It's only been four. I think and there's he's no upcoming on that five though. He this show, his fourth no, anniversary just happened like two week like a month ago. Yeah. He was hired back in January. January twenty third, twenty seventeen. Exactly. So his anniversary just happened. Just passed. Even studio, you know how he gets. Once he gets to a certain point with the show, it gets burned out badly. But all the like that though. GH wasn't but yes, well, I think when Ron had uh, when Sherry was still on board, I think the show had more. Heart. I think Ron does need help. I think a co-head writer could help him. I, I think feel like he's burned the, out. This right show now. He needs a break. And not only, not only that he's burned out. I don't. I feel like the show. What the show lacks is a lot of heart. And oh, depth. see, I totally don't agree. I think the show has heart. I mean, it does, but it isn't. I feel like anymore. Yeah, I feel like things don't move along the way it should. It's not organic. None. And what bothers me the most is the lack of the lack of buildup towards like moments, stories, scenes. It just puts me out. Because I will say it has heart. Like, I mean, that was just with Claire and Allie just sitting around talking. To me. That was old school days because you don't see female friendships anymore. But that, I was like, okay, you're getting back to the roots of days. The same Thursday when Jennifer and Abigail found out that Laura had died. Yeah. No, Wednesday. Wednesday. That was Wednesday? That was Wednesday. That was heart of days. That's where it was. But things aren't progressing naturally as it should. It doesn't flow. You can literally pick out where they put something in just for plot. You can pick out where they change history just for plot. Because yeah. them talking about Laura the thing and is, being the greatest mistake of their lives is a lie. The thing is, yeah. with with the this current regime, or most, it's like this on most soaps, I assume, is that the stories and the motives for characters, like the in, individual characters it's not it's not character driven it's driven plot driven and that's that's what uh, soaps need to do like try to do different i'm sorry i'm just like i don't know how they can fix it because i don't see i'm trying to like hope for days to be get renewed but Days isn't getting canceled at this point. It's two months until they finish filming their current season. They're de- at this point. I don't see. Yeah, them I getting- think they get at least another at least another season. They're at- getting one more year. Whether we get anything after that, I don't know. But at this point, they're not canceling days because there's no there's no time to wrap it up. They're gonna. They've already at this point are writing September now and going to be finished filming it by April. There is no wrap up time. If they were going to cancel it, we would have known by now. By now. Mm-hmm. But, but well, I feel y'all, like this show is running a little long, so we're just going to go ahead and move on to our You're Watching It Wrong segment and then Michael's Reading Rainbow. Okay. You're watching it wrong. Who's watching it wrong, y'all? Uh, can I go first? 
Go ahead. All right. There has been this weird flex on soap Twitter this week where if you dislike a couple and their particular story, you are sending out fake sympathy for their fans and are more concerned with how their fans feel about the story. I don't know why sin fans like this. They shouldn't like this. This is terrible. I wouldn't want this for anybody. Sin fans have no business liking this. If you don't like sin, that is your prerogative. That is your choice. Leave us the fuck out of it. We like our sh- our ship for a very specific reason. You don't have to understand what those reasons are if they do not apply to you, just like we don't understand why you don't like our ship. You stay over there in your lane, hate what you want to hate, love what you want to love, but do not think you can speak for a fan base that you are not a part of and do not try to tell members of said fan base how they should feel about a story it is not your place stay in your lane minding your business is free i'm done well there's that Uh, i I mean (laughs) i mean i i completely agree on the topic of like you can't you can't comment on what fans of a certain pairing will think or what you I, I completely agree on that point. Like you can't be the spokesperson for a fandom when you're not a part of it. But I also find it hypocritical because that fan base has done the same to other fan bases. So, but I agree about your, like, your point in general. Don't do it. It's been done by the same, same fans to others. It's literally, it's literally happening all week long. Like, the pe- like there, there were people all week long who couldn't stand the Romeo and Juliet scenes, which, okay, fine, that is your prerogative. But we're more concerned and insulted on our behalf that this was even airing. Somebody even said that they felt sorry for Robin Victoria, they felt sorry for us, and that I was wrong for liking it, and their opinion was fact. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that yeah, too. I saw that. I, 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 mm. The original tweet, I, I agree with. Um, the responses, I do not agree with. A, someone who isn't a fan of a ship can't be the spokesperson for the fandom. You can't say what the fans will like or not. That's not up to you. But I also think think fans in soap Twitter are hypocritical. I've seen fans of this fandom say the same type of thing to other fans. So how am I supposed to feel anything when I've heard people say like, oh, if I were a chabby fan... I would hate this story. Oh, if I were an Elani fan, I would feel so, feel so insulted. If there were, they aren't Elani or Chabi fans. Why are they speaking for them? So I feel like I agree with your point, and like it's it's valid. Don't speak for a fan base, but also why are you being a hypocrite about it when you've done the same thing? And I'm not saying that you have done it or every single person in that fan base, but it has happened. 
but it, it was just such, it was just such a weird flex this week. It was like it is was a weird flex, but it's not like that hasn't been done to others by the same fan base. I, I was so just why some, it, is it an issue now? I've never for seen the fan it. Base. I, I've no, never but seen I it have before. seen it. That's why I'm mentioning it. Why is it an issue for the fan base now? When it's happened to other fan bases in the fandom by by this fan base. Why is it an issue now? Why isn't it before? Is my my it's an, it's an issue it, for me. I, I can't speak for anybody else in the fandom because I, I don't see what you're I talking mean, you're about. Not as, I've seen it. I've seen it many times. I've seen fake sympathy for Ilani fans, for example. Or like saying, if I were a fan, of, not Ilani, but if I were a fan of this ship, I would be so embarrassed or this and that. And that's, it's not just one person. It's quite a few. But when it's happening to a fan base, that's an issue. But when it's done to others, that's fine. And that's my issue with Soap Twitter. I find fans to be incredibly hypocritical. Like it should be. Huh? I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm just. No, it's okay. Like, I'm just like saying, don't be hypocritical about it. I, I completely agree. Don't comment on fan bases like opinion about a story or ship that the pairing they love. Just don't be hypocritical about it because I've seen the same shit from them. From them, so. I just like for me, I I don't even like take fan bases or even specifically soap Twitter, um, because to me this isn't even to me this is not just like a soap fan base behavior or soap Twitter behavior or even you know Dave fans or Sin fans or Chappy fans or yeah right this is fandom period yeah exactly like but fans. I, I, it's a thing that, ha- you know, oh, if that was my fave, I'd be so embarrassed. Or I, I can't believe y'all are happy with, you know, your, you know, your your fave getting treated like this. It's a thing that happens in fandom. And it's annoying. Yeah. Sure, it's annoying. But, like, everybody everybody gets the same smoke. So it's yeah. like, I, I, don't you, I, I don't care if you're talking about wrestling. I don't care if you're talking about television. I don't care if you're talking about music. Because I mean, go to go into K-pop Twitter. Oh God, no! <laughs> I no no no. I'm good. No. Thanks. So I mean, it's like music this is, Twitter as a whole is terrible. This is no. just like this is just stand Twitter behavior, and it yeah, is. you would think, given our collective big age as soap opera fans. We'd be a little above this. I might just be the youngest one, but <laughs> you know, you think we would be above this, but we we are not. And so it's like I I I I'm, I I tend to just kind of pay it death because it's. I just find it hypocritical. Like speaking for me, I I don't understand how anybody could be a fan. Of Jake and Kate. That's me personally. But I'm not on Twitter saying. No, no, no. But that's just me me personally. I don't see it. So it's not. I'm just minding my bed. 
No, 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 no. I, I low key forgot that you were a Jake and Kate fan. I've been using this as my example all now, week uh, long, Now, let me correct something. I'm a fan, not a stan. I know this is ill fated. I said fan, not stan, first of all. Second of all, I <laughs> low key forgot that you were even a fan. A fan of them. So I, this has nothing to do with you. But like, I don't understand the appeal of that relationship. But I'm not looking to understand that appeal to that relationship because I know I'm never going to. Michael loves it, or at least likes it, makes him happy. More I power like to him. Roll around in bed together. That's it. Yeah. You know, just, so and they not, have a cute it, little dynamic. I'll give them that. It's not something for me to understand because it's not something I'm ever going to understand, nor something I'm looking to understand. So I wouldn't necessarily go go looking to their fans, looking to say I don't understand how y'all like this. Like it's not my cup of tea. But if it is for somebody else, great for them. Let them have it. I'll be over here enjoying what I like. Yeah, I mean, I that's the thing. I respect people for their preference. Like, I'm not going to comment, per- <clears throat> period, on anyone's preference. Preference is preference. That's it. Well. But I feel like soap Twitter, soap fans are hypocritical as fuck. That's just how it is. And it's always going to be like that. And the outrage, yeah, I agree to some extent. But then I've seen the same towards others, and I'm like, yeah, okay. So yeah, it's an issue now. That's just it. That's just so, how so Twitter is built. Dynamics. That's yeah. I mean, it, it, so I'm it, like, part of me understands the outrage. Part of me is like, yeah, okay. Like it hasn't been done to others. Like I'm I'm fifty fifty about this. So I'm just. At my big age, I'm almost 30. Uh, like I said before, I'm over soap fans. I'm over soap Twitter. Well, do y'all have any more tweets watching it wrong? No, that was it for me. Well? No, I don't have anything. Dylan? No, the only thing I saw, it wasn't even a like a, a tweet per se, but like that little, um, did just it went up last night, the um, little expert excerpt from uh, Linda Dano's interview where she was oh. that, like, uh, people had been very vocal about not. And that was being nice about it. They were being uh, fucking <laughs> They were being not, rabid. Not wanting her as Vivian. And my thing is, I maybe I read it wrong. But I got the impression that people were saying to her, you know, how dare you take this part? You'll never be Vivian. Just And look, we all have our preferences, you know, yeah. in roles. And that's fine. Y'all that, didn't see that me dragging Kate Nancy. <laughs> but have a little bit of decorum about yourselves. You do not need to go into the actress's space and yep. be like, oh my God, you're terrible. I hate you. And Especially when it's Linda Dano. It. What pisses me off about it is not only are you coming at an acting legend, a pioneer in this genre, you're coming at somebody's mother, somebody's grandmother. So if her kids and grandchildren decide to come up here and read y'all, like the trash that y'all are, because 
If it was me, listen. I fucking on Twitter. Listen, if it were me, they would they would have they would have been dead on the spot. No lie, because you don't you don't fuck with my grandma like that. Like uh uh-uh. uh. So just have a. You know, I mean, yeah, we're going to chit chat. We're going to complain amongst ourselves as fans. But, like, I just never, don't tag the actor. I, yeah. Like, I'm, look, but I she wasn't even there. bad. No, she was, I mean, if we're going to compare Vivian Recast, she was a vast improvement over Robin. It was different, but she put her own spin to it. It was a good Vivian. And I agree. It's like, like, it felt. I mean, it, nothing is ever going to feel the way Louise feels. Right. But, no one is Louise, but Louise, and it's but like it's a close second. What she got up, she said, "You bitch, get your hands off of my son." I was like, "Oh, there it is." That was Vivian. <laughs> like, it, it's just like all of that energy that you put into being that nasty. To Linda Dano for having the audacity to, to take work, take a You know, why don't you t- why don't you take that energy and and write Louise a lovely fan letter and let her know, hey, I adore your work. I miss you on the show. Why don't you do that instead? Mm. Like, there's you go. There's People no reason right to fan mail out of your way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's no reason to go out of your way to be nasty. Exactly. You know what I mean? If y'all can give me a way to write Deidre Hall some fan letter, let me know. I can give you the address to the studio. Can yeah. You? We'll talk about yeah. this later. Okay. I can, I can get you the address to the studio. That's not a problem. I, like, I have just, some things to say to Deidre Hall. That hurts my soul. Like, y'all... Y'all leave these actors and actresses and, like, don't you don't have to go out of your way to be nasty. Exactly. It's one thing to just be like, you know, amongst ourselves as fans giving our opinions. It's another thing to get into their space and be like, oh, you suck. You're terrible. I hate you. How dare you? Yeah. Get some decorum about yourselves. That's <laughs> at your bit at your collective good age. Get some act right. Well, it's my favorite portion of the day. The Mavericks reading Rainbow. And <laughs> this is a portion where I sit someone down individually and I tell them what I think about them this week. Mm, here we go. On the docket, Ron Farron Phelps Carlabody. Sit your ass Ex- down. Sit your Excuse you. Yeah, I said it. Ron Farron Phelps Carlabody, how dare you ruin my good show. And it wasn't just the Laura thing. It's the fact that you take history and you butcher it up. Yeah, I ain't been this upset since they killed our Maureen Bow. And I was upset about that. I cried for weeks. Y'all done killed off Laura Spencer Horton, a institution in Salem. Yeah, she hasn't been on in 20 years, but there's a lot of characters who haven't been on for over a decade and actually did something. Y'all will out carry every time someone dies well, she wants to sleep with somebody. Mimi, you had her come on for her fake baby and then disappear and become a gambling addict. Um, who else? Rex. I don't even know why y'all brought him back. Y'all could have kept him. Y'all could have killed him instead of Laura. Where is Cassie? Um, Austin's still dumb as a box of hammers. My point being, we have multiple characters who haven't been on for over a decade, but I don't see you killing them off. So, but, um, 
This what, is an interrupted, interrupted read. Hold on. We'll discuss after. But Laura has been on for the last few years, though. Doing what? Exactly. Laura, Do, Laura she came hasn't in, done anything. This is supposed to be my uninterrupted read. <laughs> we'll talk about it after. Yes, but you're speaking things that are not actually facts. Okay, so they're again, correcting you. after. A-F-T-E-R. Laura was last after, on A-F-T-E-R. back in 2016. 2018. After. 18, right. After. Anyways. <clears throat> what was I saying? See, now you've made me forget. And we're going to Austin, see here. Austin's dumb as a box of rocks. Thank you. I said hammers. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but if we're going to use that argument, it's a lot of other characters you could have killed off who doesn't have a tie to the hoarders. I'm so sick of this plot-pointed writing that you're using all throughout the canvas to push these stories along because you don't have anything else to do. It's lazy. It's boring. It's asinine. It's pissing a lot of people off. And, Ron, you haven't been perfect this whole time, but you've been doing pretty good. But how can your fuckers be so bad that it outweighs your highs at times? It's like your highs are high, but when you go low, you hit rock bottom. And uh, I also have a second read. For you fans who were out there saying that Laura Horton isn't important and why are people so upset, just say you haven't been watching as long as other people have and just leave it. Some of, but wait, some of the people who were posing that question actually have been historical viewers because I've seen the tweets okay, that ask the just question. Say, okay, just say you don't like the character. And leave it at that. But do not get on. It goes back to what you were saying. Do not get on Al Gore's internet talking about, I don't understand why everybody's so mad. Laura hasn't done anything in 20 years. This, that, and the third. Well, we going off that logic. Kayla and Steve should have been dead years ago. Ain't that right? Hmm. Well, Steve was dead, but that's not the point. But that's not the point. You, you get what I'm trying to say. Yes. Hmm. They, they were gone for a long period of time. They're not dead. I surely didn't care when they came back. I kind of don't care now if we're being completely honest. I only like Kayla separately when she's not with Steve. That's my two cents. Just say you haven't been watching the show, you don't get the character significance, or that you just didn't like the character. But don't get on here and say, I don't see why people are upset that Lori is dead, because that is a historical character. That was a character who was on literally in 1970, 1969. Yeah, she came on pretty early. She's quite literally the only tie to first generation. Well, not first generation because that's Alice and Tom, but second generation Hordens. Because Marie don't come in town no We ain't seen her in 10 years. Is Julie considered a third generation? She's third generation. We haven't seen okay. Marie in 10 years. And God knows how long it's been since we've seen Tommy. So yeah, why- well, uh- yeah, we haven't seen Marie since Alice died. That we haven't seen Tommy since God knows when, yeah. and you can't even consider Maggie a Horton anymore. A conne- anymore because they've them. she doesn't deal with them at all. Exactly. My thing is, why cut that tie? This is like when on Y and R when they killed John Abbott just because they could. I don't even watch that show, and that never made sense to me. And then kept bringing him back as a ghost. As a ghost. So <laughs> shout out to General Hospital and Alan Quartermain. Oh, they bob they for supernatural fans point, out there, they bobbied. So of course you see where I'm going with this. It's like if you didn't have anything for right for her, 
take her off screen, put her in a coma to a point where she can come back. Laura, we said it before, Laura's mental illness, that could have been used. But killing her off flat out was just a stupid decision and lazy. And that's why I'm now calling you Ryan Farrenfeld's Carla Body because that was a Jill Farrenfeld's move. I don't think it was a Jill move because I think Jill was ballsier in who he, she in who she chose to kill off. But no, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Jill, she will mortally she will mortally wound your soap opera and leave. Ron has on um, life support right now because you see, it's not only just this storyline, but you see he killed off Laura and it led to another chain of events for a lot of people to realize the cracks in the foundation. Because now we're kind of noticing, well, this story wasn't too good this week. It really wasn't that good last week. We're just sugarcoating it. You know what I mean? One big accident. I don't know a metaphor I could use. Let's see. You ever had a car accident and then you realize you really didn't like the car that much? To begin with, it was just something you had anyway. That's how I feel about it. I'm not to that level. I feel like I feel like because I can honestly say. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say I feel like the thing that gets lost when people start saying, "Oh well, they haven't been on the canvas in 20 years. Oh well, they're not relevant anymore." I think what people need to keep in mind and what gets lost is that as soap fans, we get attached to these characters and that attachment remains even when the character is gone. And so just because, you know, say, I don't, I don't like Celeste hasn't been in town for a million and three years. And I think and someone will correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that the actress has retired. I believe so, because I do not think Tanya Boyd was doing well health-wise. I'm not, like, 100% on that. And, like, if you look at the canvas, Theo is gone, Lexi is gone. There's, you know, not necessarily an obvious place for Celeste right now. But if they were to just kill her off. For no apparent reason other than to just do it. Yeah, I would be so upset because I love that character. And that's what people who love Laura are feeling right now. Yeah, like, I it, mean, it I doesn't matter to them that they haven't seen her in 20 years. It doesn't matter to them that she doesn't have any current relevance. I'll give an example. That I mean, like she, just we have seen her in the current years, but... The point is, she hasn't really been relevant in... Tw- but that's not the I mean, point. No, no, point. I'm the saying... No, attachment is still I'm getting there, to though. my point. <laughs> I'm getting to my point. The thing is, she has been seen for the last few years. Yeah, she hasn't been relevant in two decades. But when you brought up, like, a beloved character, even if the relevancy isn't still here... But killing off a beloved character does does to me it like, would be like if they brought Kim back. For me, if they kill, 
Right. If they killed Mimi, for example, that would have been pissed as well, wouldn't it? Exactly. Even though I feel like they haven't done anything with the character in forever, they have. You would still be barely. They actually, you barely. They actually did a, no, they did a lot. A lot of things that I actually love. We're not going to do this time thing because you felt the same way about one, two days of the family caring. Two weeks is not a lot to me. They do the same thing with okay. Carrie. But no, anyway. But, anyways, I get that point. But I still like. <laughs> It was a short-sighted decision to kill her. I would have gone about it. I would have... Coma. Got, That's it. Yeah, I would have done coma, mental break. I agree with you there. Having said that, I'm not as attached to mm, Laura as other, as other characters. I'm sad because Jennifer now has neither one of her parents. That's where I'm coming from. In terms of why I didn't really want Laura and I'm killed off. From a standpoint, not even as a fan, just as a, a fan of Laura, just as a fan of the show. Do you know how many stories you could have done if you brought Bill and Laura back? Because there's so much left unsaid but and left Bill, in the dark like, from the 90s. Is Bill in the, his, at least in his 90s? They didn't read Sorass, Sorass. Bill so many times. No, but like, it's it, it's kind of hard Doug. though with Bill because of his ties to Bill and the fact that Bill is the reason that we even have Doug. So it, they kind of couldn't play fast and loose too much with his age because yeah. then that would make Doug's entrance null and void. Like, but it, it was like, Doug, but they did it anyway. <laughs> what are they gonna do with Bill? Let's see if they brought Will. If Will, I meant Bill back if he didn't die what are they gonna do with the character who's like at the same age Doug is now it's too late but 10 years ago when Alice died was the perfect time to have done yeah, it exactly. now it's too late they should have done it 10 years ago it- and they didn't 11 now but I feel like at some point you can't have so uh, that many bit like stories centered around the vets. If you wanna, if you want this show to continue, you kn- you have to build that new generation. Well, I, I I do see some remnants of the story. Bill could have came back to town because he is dying, which led to Laura coming back to town to take care of him. But then Kate's trying to take care of him, which opens that rivalry right back up. Okay, it's things but- you could have done. I'm not saying that y'all are wrong because yes, but do you expect these characters to live forever? How old was Laura supposed to be? Laura ain't none but Marlena's age. Yeah, but still, like some characters do die. We have to expect it to happen. Yeah, if it was more organic, uh, let me tell you, if the death was more organic. If it if wasn't to serve the plot of Gwen, I think it would have yeah. been more well received. It would have been like but I would have been like, "Damn, I'm upset. Laura's dead." But hey, it's everyone's time to go. But when you kill a character just to push a story along, that's when I get pissed because that character yeah. didn't have to die. Now, if but, had it been, it randomly get a call. Okay, they did this with Bill, but it was still stupid because they did it to move Doug Hayes' anniversary episode. Yeah, and had, had it and, been a random call, I feel like Jennifer that. Need that, to come to that mom she's 71. 
Exactly. Jamie Lynn Bauer, 71. I feel like that storyline with Bill. She looked good. It, was, it, wasn't, even, it wasn't even a storyline because it took to place off screen. So I felt like that was even more unnecessary. Yes. Because we didn't see any, anything. At least with this, we're seeing the aftermath. Now, okay, I get. I have an example right here. If this was during the time Jennifer and Jack were having their issues over Kate, and she got a call from Mike, Jen, you need to come to Boston. Mom's had a stroke. She doesn't have much time left. If she would have died that way, I completely, I would have been upset. I would have been a little sad. But I Or even if she just had a heart attack or a stroke. Yes, I would have rolled with that. But to bring her back on, stir up some mess, and then kill her just to move the story along? Yeah, I think that's another thing that, that people are kind of glossing over. If you're a Laura fan, not only did they kill her, but they assassinated her character before they did so. But I don't think it's assassination when... What Laura did is in character. Nah, part of it is, part of it part isn't. Of was, Laura, would, Laura never, would, would not never. have left that child. Exactly. She Once would not have left that child, but hiding it from... Oh, she definitely would have did that in the beginning. The initial secret, yes. Once Tiffany died, she would have come forward. She would have made sure that Gwen was well cared for. She would have looked, and had she not found her, she would have told Jack and Jennifer. And if not, she would have told Alice. She I think told she's, Bill. She would have rubbed told somebody. Like, considering the story at the time this was supposed to happen, take place. Which was a rewrite. Yeah. Um, I think Laura would have rubbed this in Jennifer's face. What? Yeah, because someone posted a clip she was basically like, I don't know, taunting Jennifer about Jack. Yeah, because at the time she still wanted Jack. Yeah. She was not trying to help them get back together. So and she would have used... It was just her basically saying... You no, but she would have she used this, I think, at her for her advantage. And she would have exposed like, the truth. I don't think her hiding it is in character... But it's not. I don't know. No, the, her hiding it is definitely it is in, in character, character where, but not for, not for that time period. Where where it went left for me is that she, as a psychologist, let Gwen be raised alone as an orphan. She found out that that woman died, and she didn't even bother to make sure that that child. Was okay. And, and to me, that's not my Laura Horton. My Laura Horton would have looked for that child. And had she not found her, she would have told, if not Jack and Jennifer, she would have told Bill. She would have told Alice. She would have told Maggie. She would have told somebody. Somebody would have known. This her. is, this is, I'm going to say it. This is Daniel Jonas rewrite. No, no, not Daniel Jonas. This is summer level rewrite bad. Yeah. Oh, oh. I think so. Well, they completely just rearrange history to make it fit. And I think that's what really pisses me off about this death story because you have rewritten everything to make my Laura Horton look like a bitch on wheels. When that really wasn't I don't the case. think Laura looks bad. Honestly, I don't think 
either character looks bad, like Jack or Laura or. Oh no, I Laura mean, looks terrible. Yeah, look at, look I don't at think what. So. How, how does Laura not look terrible when her lie and her choice to keep this a secret and her choice to let Tiffany believe that Jack is the one paying her off inadvertently led to what happened to Abigail? Because the entire reason that Gwen grew up believing she was abandoned was based in Laura's lie. And yes, Gwen is an adult who made her own choices and how she reacted to that is her own choice, but she never would have been put into that position without Laura's lie in the first place. So Laura does look terrible. I don't think she looks terrible per se. I just it's think not, she, I say she looks bad, but it's not completely her. Yeah, I think because everyone Jack's involved actions in the past have led her to do that as well. I think everyone gets the blame. I don't think one or the other. Like one is more guilty, more more to blame the other than the other. Everyone is a responsible adult and has some type of blame. For me, it gets like hate from me. Because to me, personally, but story Jack's just, actions put all this in motion. This storyline sucks. So Was it right? No, but I'm not. I haven't been able to get into this storyline at all. So I'm just like keeping it very, very vague. I'm just over it. But I don't hate Gwen as well. So that's another See, thing. See, I think that's another thing, too. I feel like... If, you killed my character, people, who's been on since... So polarizing, people she hasn't been on, though. I think people would be a little less upset if Gwen yeah. wasn't a polarizing character. Because for a lot of people, it's like, oh my god, you killed my beloved Laura for this character that I don't give two shits about. And so there's that. I also feel like the I also feel like the hate for Gwen is really over the top. I don't even hate like, her. I don't care about her. That's no, what no, it's not you. I'm talking her. in general. Like, sure, she fans are not liking her. That's fine. Like, I don't no, I, I agree. I, there, I, there are some people who are... But some are, people are like broken records. And they're they're, like, they're literally like broken records and saying I told you so because we liked her at one point and then changed our mind. So the fuck what? I haven't changed my mind. I, no, I'm I'm sure I, that person that you're, I think that you're referencing has been putting tweets out like that. All I know yeah, is she I'm got like, blood on her hands. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I feel like... I mean, like, people like your character and, and they don't anymore like that's opinions change daily depending on the person who has that opinion but like to say like I told you so oh, fans were hyping this let fans do whatever the fuck they want if they want to hype a character that you hate let them do it that's not your business but yeah I feel like Gwen at the beginning she was so on and off for me but in general, she's not the worst character on canvas. I actually, I'm going to duck from the fans. I actually prefer Gwen more than Jake, who was introduced. I thought you were about to say Laura. I'm about to say mute her mind. No, 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 no. no of course not. Uh, like they were, Jen, uh, Gwen and Jake were in, introduced around the same time. Ish. And they're like, they're 
They are the two newest characters on cameras, right? Yes. That has been around long-term, long that is. Yeah, the only other new character that came on after them was Charlie in September. Yeah, so out of those dead? three... <laughs> out of those three, Gwen is one one of the characters I actually want to see more developed that I'm intrigued by. Those are the two can really go for me. So, yeah, I'm just... I'm just like trying to understand the story. What what was the reason? It was just a pointless death. <sighs> I don't have much to say about it. Like it's okay, guys. I'm gonna cut this conversation short mainly because I know it's gonna come up again next week when we see Abigail and Gwen have the epic showdown in the cemetery. Plus, we are well over our two hour limit that I tried to have today, so we're gonna cut it short. Guys, make sure you tune in next week and keep those submissions for our Salem sweet, Sweethearts coming in. We're looking forward to them. Bye.